0: Good evening and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to yet another awesome, amazing episode of You Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic trio today. My name is Steve.
1: What's happening, everybody? My name is Dan Ramirez, and welcome to episode 76. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to introduce our special guest this week. You may know him from the Leftover Army page. You probably know him from the Real Zodiac podcast, as he is the host of that. I have with us today one Quentin Taylor Roberts from the Real Zodiac podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to him.
2: Thank you guys so much for letting me be on here. I'm serious.
1: Anytime, man. I'm glad that we finally got a chance to do that. I was waiting, Quentin. I won't mention your profession. But let's just say that it's probably a lot easier for you to do it on our schedule, being that you're where you're at right now. I guess you're on vacation, right? Yes,
2: I am somewhat on a summer break. Um, It is closing. It is very much closing down, though. Oh, it's creeping. You're going to have to start getting back to work here pretty soon. (laughs) I I don't like hearing it. I don't like having to I'm already having to send emails. Oh,
1: I don't like it.
0: That sucks, dude.
1: So we're supposed to feel sorry for you being off for several months, having to send an email is what you're saying.
2: I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not here to about <laughs> <laughs> feathers, but you know, it's, it's a,
1: it's a long, it's a long nine months,
2: or I guess yeah, nine oh and a half my
0: months. god! So, you get a three months off. That's
1: crazy. You just work the equivalent of a pregnancy every year. <laughs> well,
0: it's that a long, really
1: pregnancy. I'll say that.
0: That's cr- Now. Tell us a little something about the real Zodiac, sir.
2: Well, I co-founded it yes. with uh, a one Sean Vernon, and um, him and I we met through the Leftover Army, and we started talking about doing. He he started doing that Marvel retrospective that um, he did on the Leftover Army page, and I signed up for that. I signed up for a few movies just to get out there because i I had an itch to podcast. You know that was that's always been something that i've been wanting to do i've i mean i started uh-huh. listening to podcasts when i was 15 so
0: good grief like three I years know. ago <laughs> yes <laughs> yes
2: more into than than that. that later but uh yeah i mean like him and i we we talked and we came up with this idea we are going to do like a a year a basically i can't remember exactly what what like it led up to but we just wanted to do something different so he Mm -hmm. threw in like what if we did zodiac signs but made them into genres and i said that's smart really interesting like i've never seen that before and like i didn't care to do the now movies like movies that were coming out that week and we had to review it for that week i wanted to like review movies that i felt oh just you know Classic, And then also some shitty movies that I feel we can cuss, right?
0: Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I never
2: do, but, you know, you feel free.
0: <laughs> we
2: we uh, basically came together and we started this podcast. So like I said, I mean, it's genres that we put to Zodiac signs. And uh, right now, like when this is recording, we are in our final week of sci-fi. And um, you'll be hearing our episode. I'll, I'll be getting that out sometime today or tomorrow. Um, we just did Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Ooh. and uh, that was for our sci-fi. And so next, our next month, we're actually doing sports, and we already have a few guests that I'm actually really excited to bring out. Um, that's the other stick of our podcast. It's just us two hosts, and um, we've had a little switch. We we went from Sean Vernon and. Uh, he kind of passed the torch on to my new co-host who I got this month. Her name is Amanda Albers and she is awesome. I'm really enjoying working with her as well, but it's just us two and then we always ask for a third guest because when you're talking about a movie, it's always good to get that third opinion. Oh, totally agree. That
0: is totally true. Yeah, cuz one person would be like, "I like it." Well, I didn't. Be like, "Okay, well can someone else say yes,
2: something?" Exactly. It's <laughs> <'Cause>, like You know <laughs> <You> heard- <laughs> And then it'll just be YouTube back and
1: forth. Like, well, we have
2: nobody else. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And we actually did have Dan on our podcast uh, a while ago. Thank you, sir. That was fun, by the way. Talking seven. Yeah,
2: we did. We talked seven. And that was for our thriller genre. And it was a lot of fun. I mean, that is a good movie. And I'm glad that we got to talk about it. Me too, man.
0: That's one of the most rewatchable thrillers ever. Dude, You can watch it again and be like, oh, this is still great. It holds up.
2: Yeah, I, I can definitely say it has a lot of rewatchability, but man, it kills me. It kills me at the end there. But, I mean, we're not here to talk about that movie. We already did that. But, yes, that is uh, my, my podcast in a shell. I hope I hit all the good oh, points.
0: Oh, t- now, okay, you can't just, I have to know now. What don't you like about the ending?
2: Oh, are you talking about it with Seven?
0: Yeah. I mean, that the...
2: I mean, spoilers
1: for a movie that's been
0: out yeah, for, for eight hundred years.
1: By the way, Quinn, I, I probably should have told you that Steve's a sick fuck. He really has no feelings. So the fact that he's asking this question should tell you something.
2: Well, Steve, the heartless man that you are, um, it is Gwyneth Paltrow's head being in a box. That's what yeah. got me. Oh, <laughs> Quinn.
0: Steve's like, and Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is a serial killer. He oh yeah, I... His- I understand that.
2: I understand that, but I mean, it it doesn't mean that I have to enjoy watching it.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Steve's like dog will hunt. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's a doggy dog
0: world out there. I mean, people put heads in boxes all the time. Oh my! But so you said you like the you just don't like the fact that oh that poor lady's head is in a box. That you like the ending, you just don't like that.
2: I like the ending, but I mean, it's. It's just I had a personal, uh, not a personal. Sorry, let me let it's me. Like I found that. a head
1: in a box one time. <laughs> it fucked me up for life. It fucked me up for life.
2: In a box
1: Everything's okay till you find a fucking head in a box. <laughs> oh man! All fun and games,
2: but like it's 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 just like the cruelty and like I, I think of the realism to it and I mean it's just it it messes with me that's that's all that's all basically I mean and I love Gwyneth Paltrow and I do not want her decapitated in any way
0: that's
2: true
0: and I love the little touch they did with the hair flying out of the box a little bit
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I was like oh right. I never I never noticed that ever noticed that until I saw it on like blu-ray or something I was like hey
2: Oh yeah, you got that 1080 1080 yeah, the
0: exactly. HD definition. Like, Whoa! And you know what's funny. <laughs> like I've seen that movie a million times, and it still creeps me out when that dude starts coughing again. Still mm. does. I'm still just like, oh gosh. When well, he's like, oh, oh, oh. you're like, oh my god, he's alive.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, a shock yeah, value, man. Dude.
1: They got Kiss
0: it me every time, dude. But yeah, great movie, fantastic. You're kind of now. I do have a bone to pick with Quentin. Damn!
1: Oh shit! <laughs> oh, oh, please don't don't let me stop you.
0: So one day I'm listening to this amazing podcast because and and they're, they're reviewing, they're talking about a movie that both Dan and I had watched. Oh no! That we disagreed <laughs> on a little. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot about that.
2: was <laughs> oh, so far. That's so far back. Steve too. always bringing up um, old shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so I'm sitting there being like hey, these guys are smart individuals. They will see the glory that is Monster Project. Oh, they will God. understand. And then one person's like, I totally get it. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine movie. I'm like, there's one. But then Quentin. Then Quentin comes in. And it was like, with, I with agree logic. with Dan. Oh, <laughs> Now, now let but me you tell know, you, Steve. Let me tell you, Steve. Pre- let, me just get yes, this yes, let me just get this off. Let
2: me just get this off. Since that movie, I have not gone back to that movie. Ergo, I almost forgot about that movie. <laughs> so you could say right now that my opinion is never going to change about said movie.
0: <laughs> it's, so it's so funny because he was like, I don't know what movie you're talking. Oh, I had to read my
1: like <laughs> I almost <laughs> forgot. I thought we were done with this mess. But Me
0: too. From like March. Now, now do you? But do you, would you admit that the idea is fun, though? The idea of interviewing monsters and they become oh, they're actually real monsters. The theory is cool.
2: But the they already did it. win. interview with a vampire?
0: Come on. Yeah, that's kind of true.
2: <laughs> but but it's Steve, listen, listen. True. Maybe I can redeem myself just a little bit by telling you that I did watch that down movie that you talked about from the Hulu into the dark.
0: Yes, dude.
1: Ooh, that was a good one.
2: Yeah. Oof. I, I really enjoyed that film and it was only because of you. Cause I kept seeing the previews whenever, you know, Hulu ads came on. I yeah. got in a real Brooklyn nine, nine like kick for a while.
0: I need to get into that. I need to go. I need to go. Cause I love everyone on that show.
2: Oh my gosh. I know. And like, that's the thing. I didn't even know that half the people were on there until I started watching it. Like, I didn't know Terry Crews was a regular cast member.
0: Oh, he is. The, and the, the weird thing is Andre Brower. that is not a part I would expect him to play. Not exactly. at all. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, I need to get into this. And then Chelsea Peretti, She's a. I mean, come on.
2: It's just her Twitter. Like, her Twitter could be a show. Oh,
0: it's next level. And the fact, <laughs> she married well.
2: Oh, my gosh, yeah. She she married she's got before
0: he. Ex- yeah, she married before he exploded. And I'm like, oh, well, she definitely saw the future. Yep, <laughs> You definitely saw future.
2: Talking about um, talking about down, you you talked about that movie just for a little bit, like you didn't even you didn't like go insanely into detail, and you got me immediately hooked into it. So I went. for I it.
0: appreciate. I you know what the funny thing is, that's one of the few movies that I'm just like, I can always tell an into the movie. That mm-hmm. one I was like, I didn't see that coming halfway through, but then when no. a change happens. Halfway through the movie, you're like, "There's still like an hour left in this movie. What what could possibly like, where are they going now?" And so, yes, Dan, you saw
1: it right. Yeah, it fully takes you in a different direction. Like from what you're working with at the beginning, it becomes a different (laughs) movie, even though it's the same story. (laughs) And the payoff, and the payoff was oh, it's so
2: good. It was was good, good. and you don't get that in a lot of movies.
0: No, no, a lot of movies are doing that whole "What do you think happened?" I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to do some mystery. I want you to tell me what happens. And I, that's why be a movie. Be a yes, movie that be tells me. Why oh, shouldn't even say that be a
2: story told within a movie? I'm fine with that for for that happening. I mean, you did not go to Nolan to tell like a completed story. That's one no. that you have to talk about on the on the on the boards and the Twitter and Instagram whatever you exactly. do. Exactly. Exactly. Like a movie that is centered into Hulu into a dark series that I feel like will not really get that much shine. You can tell a, a straight movie, a straight, a straight story, story. Yep.
0: but all the greatest thrillers, like, like American War for London. Imagine if at the end, like, there's just like he climbs off into the London streets, and then it just goes off and says, "What do you think happened?" <sighs> like, well, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Then he went. So when spoilers for a, a very old movie. So when he gets shot, you're like, "Oh," and then it's over. You're like, "But that's a complete movie. Yeah. I don't like these." That's why I'm eager for Dan. Dan, I know you're going to see a movie that's been... A lot of people are like, the ending doesn't... It's one of those that they're not going to give you the solid, here's the ending ending. So I'm eager to see what you say about that movie. Then I'll go see it.
1: You're talking about Midsummer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, has anyone seen... I
1: know you haven't. Have you seen it, Quentin? That is a touchy subject.
2: (laughs) I... Like and I promise you, I'm not gonna go off on like story tangents for every single question that you're asking me.
1: Dude, you're on (laughs) here of the (laughs) please. I love
0: it. You're on the right podcast with this.
2: (laughs) But I loved uh, I love I think it's is it Avi Ostrad? I I can't remember because I might be getting that or it's R whatever. The guy who who directed the movie. Yes, he did Hereditary. Mm -hmm. And that movie forever will stick with me because of the and you guys have seen hereditary right? Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. The the windows the car scene. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> now so you didn't that was, like that one though, right? I didn't like the end, but the car scene when that happened, I said, what am I watching?
1: It's like if
2: I right. wasn't
0: paying attention before, I'm paying attention Dude, now. Dude, I'm in.
2: You're zero you're like you have no no other distractions. Like I I am I am guilty of you know being the millennial uh, uh, I am guilty yeah. of being on my phone during a movie sometimes, but as soon as that happened, as soon as you heard that that sound, oh, man. phone was <laughs> off. Oh, dude. Phone was turned dude. off, and I was just 100% in. But, like, all in. But, like, that, the last scene with everything that happens, I mean, I literally, like, I'm one of those people that looks at the imagery and, like, what you're watching, it will stick with you. And I seriously think about that scene
1: anytime I turn off the lights. That movie really, really messed me up. Like I drive with my dogs sometimes and they stick their heads out the window and now I'm all freaked out. <laughs> Cause you know, like when you're yeah. at stop when you're at a stoplight or something and you have a motorcycle that'll come through two cars. Oh yeah. I'm afraid I'm gonna lose my dogs every single time I'm out now. That movie jacked me up for life.
0: Well, you yep. wouldn't technically lose your dog. You would lose their head. Yeah.
1: Well, who wants the rest of that dog though? You know, you can't do anything That's with it. True. They can't fetch.
0: And then they show there's a scene that they show the the actual body part i don't want to ruin it for people with like ants all over i'm like oh my god
1: i think we what already gave movie, it away but yes I feel like, what is this movie doing
2: but yeah sorry <laughs> just to just to kind of give that background so i was really pumped to see this movie okay midsummer i was really pumped to see it mm-hmm. i was going like almost to the theater okay and i was going to see it with my buddy and then like we we stopped and got some food and I was sitting there and I was just like, man, I don't I don't feel so good. Like I just I just oh, got. Sick. No. Oh, no. Oh, so like I had no. to I had to cancel all that, all the plans and everything. Like I paid him back for the ticket because he got our tickets early and I just haven't been up, been able to go back and see it. I've just been so busy and like seeing I and, and like with Facebook, you see the the trailer pop up. You see yes. all these people seeing it and I'm just sitting there like I wish that was me you know
0: of course i mean you got food poisoning the night of
2: well it was actually the day of like i went the day of to just to you know beat the rush of people i'd rather see a movie during the day just because i mean it's it's a lot easier there's not as many people and it's cheaper yep i'm of with you. Of like of course yeah and so we went to we went to lunch and that was the end of that story and i just went home and i just i just sat there
1: he exchanged his theater seat for a toilet seat, is what he said. Oh, man. Dan. <laughs> I go there. I don't give a fuck.
0: Dan. <laughs> but you know, it, it, the thing is, is it a place you always eat at? No, Not which was
1: good. It
0: was oh, good. good.
2: It, was, it was a, I don't want to like just throw people under the bus. It was a Mexican restaurant that's, that's um, local to where I'm from. So like, I was like, all right, yeah, let's give it a try. I will never be going back there again.
0: Oh, dude! Now, you you can't risk stuff like that on the way to something fun. You got to be like, I'm going to a trusty dusty.
1: What state do you live in? Uh, I live in Missouri. I what you do any Mexican food in Missouri, Quentin? Bro, you tell me, man. It's here. Like I, <laughs> what I'm, to be, I'm right? saying, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned eventually, right? Uh, no, you're right. You're right. You're
2: right.
0: I've actually been to St. Louis. Oh, really? Loved yeah. It. Yeah. I grew it. up.
2: I grew up around St. Louis, like all my life.
0: Now, are you planning on, do you think, okay, Missouri is where I'm going to spend the rest of my life, or do you envision yourself moving one day?
2: Well, I'm actually two hours out from St. Louis, and I actually live kind of more into the state. Yes. I love Missouri. I I would love to just live here, because I also, like I lived, when I lived around St. Louis, I lived on the Illinois side. So I lived across the Mississippi River, like 15 minutes away from Missouri. So I lived on the Illinois side. I will never live in Illinois just because of how that state is being just, it's, it's a terrible state. Like the, everything taxes, all of it is, is dumb. So I will always just go back to Missouri. I mean, the whole reason I live in Missouri is because of my wife. I just kind of moved up where she's at and kind of planted my, my spot. So how do you
0: like, how how long did it take you to learn to say my wife?
2: It was actually very easy because like her and I, we get in like these, you know, petty arguments and it's uh-huh. just, you know, just like kind of like what we're doing. We're just goofing off. Yeah. And I will always say like her full name, but now like I got to <laughs> get used to not saying her last name and oh, now saying Roberts.
0: God. Has she got her first piece of mail with your name on it yet? With your oh, last name on it?
2: The best thing is she's done. Th- she's done doing all of that stuff. Like we got all that taken care of after. Yes. honey. And like, yeah, I get the I get the mail or whatever and I see her name and I see my Come last on. name. I mean that Come can't, on. can't be that's can't a beautiful
1: beat. thing.
0: That is a freaking beautiful thing,
1: man. You know what's funny is just a few months ago we and I can find it probably. <laughs> Steve was like, Yeah, <laughs> Quentin, good luck with that. Good luck with that marriage. <laughs> and now my man's talking about putting in hardwood floors and Got a little family life going on now. Isn't it weird thing? Isn't it weird, Steve, hey, how everything contact
0: changes? information? <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna avoid that. No, all,
0: but like. you know what's funny? Here's a, here's a sad thing. Every now that I okay, like even in the cartoons. Do you remember in the cartoons where you'd see something and a like a like a beautiful whatever would walk by the character, and then all of a sudden you see these
3: <laughs>
0: hearts like going around her head? I'm like, oh. <laughs> The artist was like, Yeah, this is the thing that happens to us, guys. That all of a sudden, everything. I've gotten so many texts. Like, I wouldn't, I don't even have to know what they're talking about. They'll be like, Never doing it again, huh? I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so they found out. I'm like, How are people at the, the faci- my, like, I, I work at one facility, my friends work at the other. They found out without me saying anything. Everyone's just talking, be like, All of a sudden, huh? All of <laughs> a sudden, I'm like, Oh, what are you gonna do?
2: Steve, yeah. I got to tell you, and I'm saying this on air. I don't care. I am very happy for you, man. I really am. I
0: appreciate am. that, brother. And being around folks like, well, like talking to folks like you and Dan, you guys are like happily. It's a weird thing because I was surrounded by fairly miserable people <laughs> and they were not happy. And like you, Dan, like Dan is like legitimate. Oh, yeah. He's even he if, is he relationship a happy goals. Person. Yes, yeah. dude. Yeah. Dan's relationship goes. So I was like, oh, well, you know, it's not, you know, obviously nothing is all roses, but it's like, yeah, you bounce back and everything's great. I'm like, oh, it's over. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, man. It's like, you know, welcome to the relationship podcast, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but like, no, like, you know, that's the that's the we'll beauty take your calls of it that, Yeah. It can get kind of ugly though. You know what I mean? It will get ugly, but as long as it bounces back, you're good. That's the thing. How strong's the foundation, right? OK, so you got to the pick them wisely, man.
0: Before we go forward and do this contact, can you give this new Dan, can you give this newlywed man any, you know, uh, advice, jewels that you've learned over your 48 year marriage?
1: Please, please, please run. No, I'm just kidding. Oh,
0: damn. <laughs> <I'm> just like,
1: <laughs> you know what? Just always be honest. Everyone tells those little white lies and all that kind of stuff. But I'm talking about don't hold shit in. If something bothers you, speak your minds. And as long as you guys can work that out, you guys are going to be good. Communication is key. Seriously. Communication is key. Thank you for saying that. Open the door for her and stuff yep. like that. Never let that stuff get. Don't get lazy with that.
0: that. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Now that worries me. Okay, can I go back to the first thing you said? What, run? Like, what do you mean by, no, what do you mean by, like, <laughs> be honest? Like, What do you mean by that? I know what it means, but, like, where does it stop? I guess what I'm saying is
1: don't be brutally honest. You know what I mean? But if you yeah. have something on your mind, speak it. It's, well, oh, hold on. We're talking to Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> you are about the guy that's okay with people putting heads in boxes. Right? Exactly. That's, this is true. Exactly. Yeah. What, okay. So you have something on your mind, Steve. Maybe just run through it one time. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, like proofread your stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then speak your mind.
0: Because yeah. here's, here's the thing that my brain does. Uh, don't be passive
1: aggressive either.
0: This was for Quentin and now it's for me. All right, um, because like for me in a relationship, it's like you. I go through this thing in my brain's like, is this worth a possible argument?
2: That's good. Yes, I love that. I love that thinking.
0: That <laughs> like, logic is, is perfect. It worth it. Yeah. And part for, two. Yes. Part two. Choose your battles wisely. Oh, yeah. interesting. Go on.
1: What am I like the uh, the guru of marriage? Yes, or you've like been that? married for
0: <laughs> eight hundred years, D. Yeah, but I've got my battle scars, G. We're okay. But I get it, but you know, look, having been through it compared to Quentin and me, like Quentin's in a better situation than me, because I failed wonderfully. And you have made it all the way through. And you can actually, you know, you know, kind of give us some 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 tips, bro.
1: I don't know, man. I think every situation's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously. (laughs) Kind of,
0: but they all run in. I've noticed a through line. Every successful marriage has huge through lines. Like all of them do the big things exactly the same. I'm like, okay, there's okay, there's a pattern. No question. There's like little tinkering on the outside, but internally they all do the same big seven. You know what I'm saying? Honesty. This, this, this. Then you could just tinker around with the other stuff. Apart from, from what I've seen. And you well, have a successful marriage.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna even just tack onto that a little bit. I'm I'm just gonna say this, not even just because I got married, but I've been yeah. with this. I've been with this with this woman for five years of my life, you oh, know, wow. and um, I mean, like we met in college. So like it, it's the whole love story there. But I mean, the biggest thing that I always come back to if I ever have a problem and not even with her, just with life or something that is going on, I always bring it back to her. Like it's something that I have been keeping in my head. Like there was I mean, I, I feel I feel like I can talk about that. Like I there was a part of me that didn't want to Go to college, like go back to college for my like last two years because yeah. I just I just got burnt out, you know, but like I found motivation because I was thinking like I need to graduate because I want to provide for my wife. I well from then my my girlfriend and then whenever I was on the verge of graduating, I said I need to provide for my fiance and I want to be there for my wife. You know, I just I want to do everything I can for her. Because she has given me the time of day to be who I am. And I mean, I think it's safe to say we're all kind of weird, weird people. You know, yes. like understatement, we, we get on here and talk, talk on Skype for hours.
0: You know,
2: so like it's that it's that thing. I mean, she's out right now with her family because she's like, I'm going to give you the whole apartment so that you can you don't have to hear me making any noise. I'll just I'll just be gone for the night. And like that is something that I don't know. Like I will never get that ever again from any individual that I would ever want. You know
1: what I mean? That is so awesome, dude.
0: Come on,
1: you're doing it right.
0: You're gonna make me say something now. Do you want me to tell you all the secret story? Absolutely. Uh-oh. <laughs> Always. So, this is. I was not gonna talk. Get about those
1: timestamps ready.
0: So later, uh, <laughs> for our future, she's like, um, "I was like, you know, I'm gonna do something because I know she's looking." uh for a place she wants to she sold her house and she's looking for a new place so i we i took her out looking for a spot and uh i was like well you want this and you want that and you want this and she's like um i think we need a five and i was like why would you need a what why a five she's like well you're going to need a studio one day
2: oh. oh my uh-oh
0: i was like but i could just put it i was like i could just put it somewhere else she's like no 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 I don't want you having to go anywhere to do what you need to do. This is your passion. I want to create a whole environment so you can pursue your passion. I was like, this is not, this is just crazy.
2: You can't see it right now, but I'm giving her a standing ovation.
0: <laughs> I, just, I, just, <laughs> I didn't, I was just like, we, I could just whatever. She's like, no, no, no. You need your own studio. That's pretty
1: awesome, man. She's, I mean. She's playing hardball for your love. <laughs> 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 I love She's in it to win it, dude.
0: Seriously. Yes. That's, that's pretty awesome. I I said, wow. Because most people would just be like, okay, your little fun thing you do, it's cute. But we're not going to. Like, no, no, no. It's serious. And it's a thing. And you're going to one day be successful at this thing. So here you go. You know what I like? She what?
1: didn't call it a hobby. No. She called it a passion.
0: Yes. She's like, that's what you like to do. So uh, yeah, like, you from, know your little your little thing your little
1: ooh yeah you know
2: oh, do that little dude. thing you do hit with you, the hit you with the little hit you with yeah. the little uh
1: huh no. <laughs> little means a lot you know what I mean
0: exactly <laughs> and see um so coming back from what Quentin was saying I was like yeah she brings everything back to me I was like you know Quentin's right you should bring everything back to her mm-hmm. and it will work and I know like for Dan there'll be times where. You know, you'll you'll cancel you'll ca- cancel things. Be like, oh, I'm going to be doing this thing with my wife. It's not a I'm going to cancel this with my wife to do the pod. You'll Be like, no, we're going to change the pod day because I have something to do with my family. I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. That's a mm-hmm. normal thing, but I think a lot of people just don't do that. They just because the thing is like for me, it's a little different because I'm like, well, I was doing this before you. And looking at Dan and Q, it's like, well, yeah, but things change once you have someone that you're making a priority. And I think women could catch if they're not a priority. They'll catch little hints. They're like, okay, I'm not really one of your things at all. I'm Mm -hmm. somewhere under, I'm somewhere between going to the gym and getting bread from Winco. I'm right there. (laughs) (laughs) I need to be higher than that. And uh, so, yeah, you guys are right. You guys are totally right. You're like, you got to make it about her. That's game. Everyone, you just heard game from Quentin. You just heard <laughs> some game.
1: He's doing it right, man. He's
0: spitting that game on you.
1: You're no, like, yeah, no, 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 like no. You,
0: you, dude, you got like, seriously, it's like, I. you figured it out in college. you like, yeah, I want to provide for my girlfriend. Then I want to provide for my fiance. Then I'm going to make a life for my wife. Those mm. three statements, it's like, yeah, if you do that wherever you are, you're going to win. Segment like you put out some relationship, uh, game and send it to us, and we'll. Here's your section of game with Quentin. Yeah. You hiring him? Oh, for sure. Ladies love ladies, talk
2: so. with Dr. Q. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, make a, I'll
0: make a cool little
2: doodle, doodle, a cool little <laughs>
0: oh, you know. What? <laughs> I feel like you guys
2: do that. I, I, I really feel like you're getting onto something
0: here. <laughs> that would be dope, you know what I'm saying, and then but yeah, thank y'all for the advice. Uh, Q and Dan. The relationship advice is freaking awesome. No worries. And for those that don't believe you're going to find someone, ask Dan. I was the king of I'm going to be single forever.
1: Yeah, you did a 180, man, like almost overnight. I think that's cool because when you meet someone that you really want to go that hard for, it just does that. You change everything. And then I, I see it happening. And um, I have like a whole new outlook on Steve now. You know what I mean? Like you you're kind of becoming this different person. And you're saying shit that's freaking me out a little bit, but it's a good, it's like in a good way. You know what I
0: mean? (laughs) It's a weird, oh, I got to say something else. And this is coming again to Quentin. Uh, She was like, one day I just want to move out. And it's little things she did. She's like, well, I was like, or move to Monterey. And I was like, yeah, one day you're going to move to Monterey. And she's like, yeah, but the goal is for us to move. So if it takes forever, whatever. Our goal is to want to retire in Monterey. And it became an us retiring in Monterey. I was like, little things like that are like touching. I'm like, well, she's thinking, when you're 60, we'll still be here. I was like, wow, that's crazy. I never even, that's just insane. It's like a Dan and Quentin thought process. Like, you guys see yourself with your person till you're old and gray. Yeah. That's a brand new thing for me.
1: (laughs) All I heard is she's taking away my friend. (laughs) When I'm, when I, oh,
0: we're, oh, you know what? The heroes of Norway, we're going to have to change our our names if we're doing it at, uh, at 60 we can't be heroes of noise
1: Bogies of noise <laughs> <laughs> heroes of huh? what but,
0: what'd you say <laughs> heroes heroes of how what that is awesome
2: <laughs> heroes of racket i like that too. yeah because it's, <laughs> it's not noise anymore it's just racket that you want hey, that racket, racket
0: down you <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> yeah but y'all think that has been your minute with uh Quentin and, and Dan relationship minute. Thank you. That's
1: love train right there, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Y'all are in love, man. I got, I got to, y'all are doing your thing. Forty eight years for Dan. How many is it? Has it been? How long has it been with uh, for you, Q? Well,
2: being married, uh, it's been a month. So
0: the spread is crazy between you two. And you have been seriously though, Dan. How long has it been for you?
1: Twenty two. Jeez, dude. I know it's crazy, man. Doesn't feel like it though.
0: You got married when I was eighteen. I don't like to say my age, man, because, you know, I'm the the old guy here. You're not, though. But you know what? If anybody wants to know how old he is, there's a way to contact him. And I know he wants to get into that for you.
1: You bet your ass I do.
0: Yo, what's happening, everybody?
1: (laughs) My name is Dan. That was a great segue, so I'll go ahead and take it. Guys, do you want to get a hold of the show? Hit us up, heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. Now we got all through all that love talk and shit. We're ready to get down to business now, alright? Noise podcast at gmail.com. You can reach the show at Twitter at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, at DanQpublic. You can reach my buddy over there, Mr. New Loverboy S-E underscore Hudson Music. That's for Steve Hudson. And of course, the place that everyone wants to be right now, the place that we're having the most fun at is the Heroes of Noise podcast community on Facebook. I just recommend you go there. That's where you're gonna get to see like you're going to make friends there. Uh, you're going to make friends with us, and you get to post your stupid little memes and shit, talk about movies. It's fantastic. We love it. And uh, go over to heroesofnoise.com. By, you know, I, I have a lot of instruction for you. I'm sorry about that. But today, just listen and bear with me. Go to heroesofnoise of Noise podcast at... I fucked that all up, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. It's Quentin. I'm going to blame him. www.heroesofnoise.com. Leave us a voicemail. Check out the other shows. Uh, we have some friends there. Scroll down to the bottom and see the pods of justice. You know who's there? The real real fucking zodiacs puts there who else we got we got like pop culture leftovers and ado radio all of our friends i wish i had more room have to make some more room but do that and other than that I- i'm not gonna spend too much time on this because we have a lot to talk about today we've got some news we've got a few things to talk about my name's dan i'm gonna pass it back to my man steve hudson hey you know steve before i pass it back to you yes not my not my best i'm actually it, i
0: think it was great i think you not did. my
1: best no the, i'm gonna give myself like uh I'm giving myself like a two out of five. Yeah. Two out of five on that one. That's yeah. fair. Not very good. <laughs> See? Quentin's not going to bullshit me. He's, he's,
2: like,
0: he's because he's learned it, in relationships. You have to be honest. That's, That's what he true. Just learned Right now. That's what yeah, he just
2: learned. He's right taking now.
1: my advice. Yeah. In but, our marriage, Dan, I really, I really didn't really, uh, <laughs> it's okay. I don't feel that I provided for you, Quentin. So you know. that
0: is hilarious. It uh,
1: is what it is, as they say.
0: Okay. So Dan's been a little, uh, since Dan's been a little hard on himself, with his contact information, I'm going to show you something. He does so well with the contact information that people write in, talk, all that kind of stuff. We got a few today. And not only that, but we got a freaking review, Dan, because of your awesome contact information song. So I don't want to hear you talking down to yourself. Ever.
1: I still feel bad, kind of. but oh, that's right. we you, know, you, we, you
0: just had to add it. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no.
1: Because I'm about to really turn it on right now. All right?
0: To talk about none of these emails better be about Spice Girls. That's all I'm going to say.
1: I believe there's one. <laughs> Oh god I, I Yeah think you really opened up dude. the jar I, right. Dude right <laughs> I did, I did. Uh, We'll get to that in just a second But I have an iTunes review and I promise okay. there's no Spice Girls involved in this one Thank all right? the lord So we did get one we don't get a lot of them but when we do We're very grateful for it and this is a five star guys it Says always a blast listening to these guys uh, Came in July 1st From Spiderling 1317 Thank you Spiderling 1317 that sounds familiar. I don't know who that is, but it sounds Oh, because
0: he's related to spiraling 1316. That's what it is, bro. Thank you very much. No problem.
1: Never have I found a podcast where it felt like I was just listening to two guys having a conversation that no one ever knows where it's going to go. I look forward to your show every week, so never stop. Thanks again for the great content, and here's the five-star to push you through. Thank you very much, man. Thank that's awesome. you. Or ma'am. I don't know if that's a sir or ma'am or miss or mister. I don't know, but thank you very much.
0: Thank you so very much. We guys, really, really appreciate it. Guys. Yeah you know
2: you know what's fucked up
0: oh no <laughs> that was me <laughs> was it <laughs> I wrote
2: that like like I felt like weeks ago because I, I I was listening to an old show like damn these guys are killing it and so I wrote one and
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow crazy yeah. that I picked this time what to do it right yeah <laughs> I swear to God to all your listeners, I did not do this on purpose. That
0: is so and the funny thing is I heard it in Quentin. Now looking back, in Quentin's voice, he was considering whether or not he was gonna say it. He's like, guys. Yeah, I thought I it. any boss. Do I do this?
1: <laughs> well, Quentin speaks the truth, goddamn it. Thanks, I man. I like do that. appreciate that. Thank you, Quentin. would have been fucked up if he would have given us like two stars.
0: Oh, I would have been mad.
1: <laughs> yeah, if, if that have, guy.
0: yeah, if he would have given four and a half, I would have been like, what's up with the, uh, you know what saying? the, the half? What's, what's going on there?
1: Let's talk about that for a second, Q. <laughs> all right.
0: Thank well, thanks, you, man. Well, well, okay. I
1: knew it sounded familiar. I don't know why that, that name sounds familiar. I don't know if you've probably maybe from like other podcasts or something like that. But that makes all the sense in the world now. Nice.
2: Well, I mean, I, I love to just like... I, the, my biggest thing is I love to give reviews to, uh, especially like on your Pods of Justice, like those... I mean, I know those people too. So, like, that's yeah, why true. I just I try to push them along. And I, I mean, I do it to even the ones like Joe Rogan. Like, I'll I'll throw him a review. I mean, it's just it's one you're review. It can't hurt anybody, yeah, you know. You're and very so kind. I do that. I make my rounds because I, I I love content. It keeps me uh keeps me interested. You know, I don't like sitting around in just silence. So I need to always have a podcast going. So Same with yeah, me. complete complete random that it landed on this week. I I do. <laughs> I do apologize for
1: that.
0: No, it's perfect. It worked perfectly.
1: I think it's funny, actually. Nice. What else we got, brother? You know what, though? And that's a good point that he's making, too, Steve. Maybe we're not. I don't think you do a lot of reviews, right?
0: Um, I do for shows that I, and it's sad because I have to gauge whether or not, like, if I go to a show that I love and then I go to their Twitter and, like, the person has 100 followers, I'm going to give them a review. Because I'll be like, okay, this podcast is too good for you to not have a lot of. But if I go to a pod and have 88,000 uh, reviews, I might just be like, yeah, I like this podcast a lot. I just won't mm-hmm. review it. It just all depends.
1: I just think that I need to do a better job at that. I have been getting better at it. I have been leaving some reviews. But you know what, Quentin? Because of you, everyone gets a review tonight. Everyone. <laughs> every po- I swear to you, every single podcast I listen to will get a review tonight.
3: Wow. Well, that's, wow. That's down. awesome. Damn. Okay, I'm speaking from the heart. That's like paying
1: it forward, but more than that.
0: (laughs) I mean, you listen to a lot of podcasts, Jay.
1: I know. Well, if you already got one, then I'm not going to do it. But all the other ones that I haven't yet, for sure. I'm coming at you, I promise. All right, done deal. Steve, we got a voicemail, and then we have two emails. How shall I proceed, sir? Two, Two emails in the voicemail. So we've heard from this guy before. It's Mr. Adam. Again, I've been trying to not give the last names out because I don't know how if people are down with that or not. The next one that I read, I will. And you'll understand why in just a second. But this Uh one comes from Adam. says, hey, Dan and Steve, love the 75th as per usual. I feel pretty lucky to get the quality of content you guys provide consistently. On dogs, I firmly believe there are indoor dogs and outdoor dogs. Uh, you've come, Getting back to the conversation we were having where, you know, the hardwood floors and everything. coming.
0: Yeah. And, and putting a pause right there. Do you agree so far, Dan? Oh, yeah. So there are indoor, there are outdoor dogs, you believe. Oh, for sure. That should be. But out it also
1: depends. Yeah. But I mean, it, you know, it's not that cut and dry because it also depends on if you have dogs that are OK with being outdoors, but in certain temperatures and then you have them in the wrong city. For instance, I don't think that I would have like a um, like a St. Bernard in Fresno. It's like currently 105 out today. I don't think they'd be comfortable with that, but I do think that they're more of an outdoor dog. Okay. So yes and no, I, I, but I do agree. I, he's got a point. He okay. says a breed, like, he, and he's going to explain that right now. He says a breed like Chihuahua has no heat insulation slash regulation, but the majestic Husky is built to handle some weather. Majestic, I like that. The majestic Husky.
0: <laughs> majestic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, he's from Canada, so he says shit I like can that. Tell he's a Husky. The majestic Husky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's what he's talking about
1: <laughs> Established. No- <laughs> I didn't say that shit, Adam Yes, Steve He hit you with the old school aboot <laughs> Establish no-go areas inside Make sure they understand that Being invited into certain areas You guys, first of all, this is like a very Educational podcast that we're doing today We've talked about love, now we're talking about dogs And we've got advice coming in from listeners and whatnot It's edutainmental if you ask me
0: yeah, I, I also, but I do need to figure out, find out how you, how you quadrant, like, that, hey, you can't go there, but you can, do like, you have to hire, a, I imagine he's going to go into that.
1: Yeah, I'll start over on that part. He says, establish no-go areas inside, make sure they understand that being invited into certain areas is an earned privilege, and reward their adherence to the rules. I'm, okay, this is my favorite part right here, Steve, it says, I'm going to have to side with Dan on the Spice Girls. Before we go any further, oh, I have a, it, I have a feeling dude. that I'm alone in this. Quentin, what are
2: your thoughts on the Spice Girls? Now refresh my memory, because it was uh
1: you said that you would go see them live. I would, yes. I would go see them live. But you don't even listen to them, right? No, but like if Wannabe comes on in the car, I'm not necessarily turning it down. I want to stress one thing real quick though, is like I'm not I just because I think people think I'm like this hardcore okay. <laughs> Spice Girls fan. That's not the case. <laughs> I just was trying to say. Oh, I know you were. I just, yeah. I'm just trying to say that I everyone has like guilty pleasures, and I put a post up on oh. the on the group, and not that many people were listing their guilty pleasures. So, y'all, you, know, you guys are fronters. I'll tell you that much right now. I know you got some some <laughs> dumb shit in your
0: car we right all in know this second, for sure, for sure.
1: But um, what are your thoughts, Quentin?
0: Well, I watch
1: Spice World, so yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's, that's
2: like my extent. My mom was a big, I'm sorry to do this. I'm dating you guys pretty much here, but my mom was a big Spice Girls fan uh, when she was growing up. <laughs> oh and so my God. that kind when of, she was that kind
1: of up. came to me. Oh my I think I was God, already an adult. Dude. Oh shit.
2: Well, no, she was an adult too, but I mean like, you know, oh. hitting, hitting the years. But I mean, yeah, I, I mean, Spice Girls is Spice Girls. I mean, they're, they're culturally relevant to me to I guess my generation as like, not the start of girl pop groups or whatever, but like that was a big one when I was really young.
0: That makes sense because that, that was so that was that was like around the same time for you. You of like Britney Spears and all that.
2: Yeah, like they're okay. equipment, that like makes sense. the Pussycat Dolls were for the later generation.
0: Oh, okay, I'm with you. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes. But sense. I don't even.
2: But, think, I don't even think they're relevant anymore. Are they?
0: No. But Then again, don't let me say that because I might be totally out of the loop, but Q, you wouldn't see Spice Girls in concert, though.
1: Uh, No, I wouldn't go out of my way. Okay, Okay. let me put it in this scenario. Your wife comes home and she's like, you know what? Honestly, I don't care either way, but somebody from work gave me these Spice Girls tickets for tonight. You want to go? What do you say? I'd go. Hell yeah, you would. I did it. I did it. I did it for Ariana Grande last week. So hey, you know what? I'm gonna. Here's another one. I'm gonna bring up right now. Let's see if I can get people angry <laughs> because I'm. I'm actually curious. I've seen Ariana Grande before. I think she kills it live.
2: And you know what? I know more Ariana Grande songs than I know Spice Girls songs. The songs that I really loved, and uh, just not even live, but like before seeing them live, I was like, yeah, these are good songs. Like she is a great singer. Cannot ever. Tell me that she isn't, but seeing her live was just kind of was kind of eh was it just all right. I mean, yeah, like I honestly I couldn't hear uh, because we were surrounded by girls. Oh,
1: dude. Yes, I know something about that.
2: Yeah, they were very much in their teenage years and they were s- literally screaming like they were all on fire.
1: <laughs> You're a sick man, Quentin.
2: They're, yeah. <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. <laughs> Settle down, man.
2: But uh, yeah, I mean it was it was fine like she showed her chops she played everything perfectly um my my question to you dan is is was there a song that she played and when was it when was the last time you saw her
1: i would say probably two years ago
2: did she break down at any song like she just couldn't really sing it she started crying
1: um oh like you think it's a thing i well i don't want to say that like that that would sound very no, but that shit you happens, know, though. Heartless. Like, Michael Jackson used to do that shit all the time. Like, you can only cry so many times with She's Out of My Life. She's been out of his life for a while. He was still crying. You know what right. I mean? So, uh, no, to answer your question, I don't think so. Um, okay. Yeah, no, it was just, like, a really big show. There's lots to look at and everything. So, yeah, I dug it.
2: Yeah, she had, like, these two... Um, she had, like, a, a sphere that came down, and it was a moon, which is really cool. Her, I'm sorry to say this, but her stage looked like a toilet bowl. Um <laughs> there was a section that was um, inside the stage almost like it was a, it was just a hole and um, they had like a pit in there, which probably, you know, is in the thousands, thousand dollar tickets or whatever. But like she would come around and come to like the toilet bowl, like the, the top or the peak of the toilet bowl lid. And she would sing and like, we were pretty close so like, we'd be like, Oh my God. hey! But like, you know, she just went through all the motions and, I don't know. Like it just didn't seem like you can really get that personal. And that might be my problem is I've been to a lot more like personal shows and one of them actually being green day, which I know you guys kind of ripped apart. I didn't give you shit about it. No dude. I love green day live. Well, no, I think it wasn't green day. You were talking, you were talking about green day and how you seen them live, but then you started talking about blink One Eighty Two as well. And, um, and all that. And I got to say being, when I was born and everything, Green Day and Blink were like my high school slash like just my childhood, pretty much. Was oh, really?
0: Music? So you're you're yeah. a Green Day person too?
2: Well, Green Day was the whole reason why I even in, like pursued music in any fashion. Billy Joe Armstrong is is like he's he's been my idol for years, like for little years.
1: You know, I'll say that I kind of dropped off after American Idiot, but not because I didn't like their music. It was just one of those things where I didn't get into the other albums as much as I. I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was hard to compare the other ones to that big album. But uh, yeah, they're like one of the funnest bands I've ever seen live.
2: And so like think about seeing them and I saw them at the pageant in St. Louis and the pageant in St. Louis is basically like where you go for local bands. Oh, nice. Oh, it is so, it is so like intimate basically. And like, I was like, I could almost touch Billy Joe's hand, you know, like it was that, so nothing I feel like, and that was seeing the band that has shaped me as a, as a person. And American idiot is my number one album that I like. It is my favorite album ever of any artist. So like, awesome. Nothing will top that. So, and I'm not saying like other concerts that I go to is just t- utter shit, but like just having the in- intimacy that I had seeing Green Day, I just can't shake that. Whenever I go to Ari or Ariana Grande, and like there's fifty other thousand, you know, fifty thousand other people in the room,
0: I totally get that. Yeah, I feel yeah, you. yeah, I get that.
1: And there really is something to be said about, I mean, like there's some bands that I've seen that I would not listen to. Like I wouldn't go and buy their music, but I've just happened to see live that destroy the stage. Sometimes it really makes for, you know oh, what I mean? yeah. Like the, the way that a band can reach out and connect with the crowd really can make their whole career. Some people are just really good at that. I know I talk about Coheed and Cambria a lot, but that's the, that's the idea right there. Those guys connect with their crowd so well. And it just becomes like one big massive like entity. You know what I mean? It's really cool. It's something to be yeah. checked out. But totally get you on Green Day, man. And I, you know, Ariana Grande, whatever. But I was actually kind of impressed, I will say that. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair she's, enough. She's she's got the chops. So I mean that's that's all you gotta
2: say. But yeah, Spice Girls, if my going back to the original question. Yeah. Sorry, we got off it's all right. such a tangent there. Um, if my wife said, Hey, I got tickets to see Ariana Grande, or I'm sorry, Spice Girls, I'd be like, Okay, let's go. We'll listen to this shit on the way, on the way there just to get familiar with it and
1: we'll go. Same scenario, Steve.
0: And she doesn't care either way.
1: See, I'm setting you up to just say no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, okay, I'll I'll add one extra step to it. She's like, you know, okay. I know you don't really like him that much, but I kind of like him. I think it'll be fun.
0: Oh, well, I'm going.
1: Are you like begrudged about it?
0: No. She to see the smile, I'll go. All right.
1: Lover boy over here. Oh, <laughs> hey, let's let's talk about Adam. Sorry, Adam. I just sort of screwed up your email there. But I think he hits, yeah. the, he hits the nail on the head right here. He says, for all their cheese, they were a hit factory who my sisters all learned girl power from. Although I'll admit hiding the spice album to prevent the round o'clock play. Um, he says, "Thanks you guys for keeping it real on the mental health content. And uh, it takes a lot of brass ones to be open and honest. And it's great that you guys are tackling the issues head on. My isolated crazy appreciates your crazy candor. Keep taking names and crushing gains. Adam. Thank you, sir.
0: Thank you. And uh, I got a question. I think Adam over, uh, kind of exaggerated. How so? In a factory, if I pushed out 20 donuts, would you call me a factory? Oh, here we go again. I'm asking <laughs> That's you. Hudson measurements. I, if, I said, if I said, hey, Dan. I just have a, I, I, I created the Hudson factory and you were just like, awesome. I made 20 donuts today. You would say factory's an interesting choice. Of
1: I will say that they were a hit <laughs> factory, but the factory went out of business real soon. I would agree with that. But
0: for a while they were a factory. So what? Okay. For a factory, a hit factory, I would expect at least 20 number one hits. Why 20 because that's I
1: who's think got that's 20 number one hit? hits
0: michael jackson 20 number one hits i'm gonna say that he has 20 number one hits
1: i think you're exaggerating
0: you know what Skip you watch this Hey, language steve <laughs> <I know. laughs> how many hits <laughs> number one hits who hold on
1: well, you, before you say anything quentin do you think he's high or low
2: You know, I would say that he's over-exaggerating, but man, I mean, it is Michael Jackson, man.
1: I think he's exaggerating. 20 number one hits. Has anyone had 20 number one hits? I don't think so.
0: Okay. I was wrong. He has 18. Shut up. 18 number yes. one hits. <laughs> See, number I believe it. Hits. Yeah, I would believe that. Okay, yeah, he has 18. Taking away, because I don't want to, there's, they, re, they released some that were posthumous and they went to number one. I don't want to count.
1: Yeah, those. those don't count.
0: But they are number one hits. Technically, <laughs> but we're going to take right. those away. He had 16.
1: Okay. You know what it is, Michael. That's a grip, dude. <laughs> Who's had more hits, uh, Prince or Michael Jackson? Probably Michael, right?
0: Oh, Michael, dude. Okay. Yeah, well, it has so, to be Michael for sure. Okay, uh, to say how many number one hills do the Spice Girls have?
1: I'm gonna go four.
0: I was gonna say three. They only have one.
1: But yeah, I'm not surprised. It's not like I'm disappointed they, in this or anything.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So when they say a hit factory.
1: I'm sorry, Adam.
0: What but you know what's like funny? A, no, what no, no. Like let me like change let me a change store. <laughs> Here's what you know. What I'm being biased. Let me stop. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, That's mean. Um, but <laughs> they are. They're more of a good. one. Not mean. All right. Um, <laughs> that's cold. Um, so
1: he's not like, But seriously, that's cold blooded.
0: If, if I were making an album and it made the top ten, that's a hit in the world. That's a hit. So it doesn't have to be number ones. I would say they're a hit factory if they crack the top 20. That's a hit. That means you're the most played, one of the most played 20 songs on the face of the planet. That's impressive, or at least in America. So I can't hate that.
1: Maybe hit factory was a bit much, but you, you see what he's going for.
0: Yes. Well, and, we, and it's not fair to go to compare to Michael.
1: Jackson. No. Yeah. You always got to go to the extreme
0: <laughs> or the Beatles <laughs> Spice Girls. Yeah, I mean, dude, Spice Girls have hits, dude. But the hit factory, they said they have at least 13, like, top 20 hits. So that's, not, that's bad. not bad. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. So It's not a factory. It's a
1: small factory, Steve. No, it's not. There's like one assembly line. That's it.
0: Here's what I'll say. It's definitely a lemonade corner store.
1: You know, and i I'd, I'd be okay with that. I'm prepared to call it a 24-hour convenience
0: store. Oh, no that's giving way to those convenience stores make bucks. Well, I was thinking Walgreens. Walgreens <laughs> is almost fair, but I'm going with the guy that's on this corner that sells those really hot, spicy, um, fruit cups. <laughs> they make money, <laughs> but it's not a factor. The dude with the pinwheels and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I'd, I'd say that because he's making ducats, but it's not silly. So spice girls was a hit. Chamoy fruit cup corner thing. I give it that for sure.
1: They occasionally do bouquets of flowers on the corners and stuff yes. like that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So
0: they make, they do well. They make money. They're doing, they're not hurting, but they're not a factory.
1: Who is your favorite spice girl, Quentin?
0: Um. <laughs> He's going to be like, I don't even know. I think he does.
1: Ginger Spice.
0: I don't even know which one that is.
1: I know Jerry Hallwell. Yeah, I know the names.
0: I only know Spite or uh, Mel B.
1: Why Ginger, out of curiosity? Because um, it's the red, red hair. hair. Okay. All right. Oh, you like the red hair. <laughs> that's
2: right? all, yeah, that, that's all. Okay. I mean, I I think I'd, I had a babysitter at the time who, geez, I sound so young. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> Don't ever be sorry for being young, bro. And yeah, I, that's I, wonderful.
2: I always like. Put the correlation that those two were the same person. Like I said, oh, you were were in the Spice Girls, you know, like stupid kid. Oh, you had a crush on your babysitter. I think everybody does, don't they? I
1: did, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I never had Um, a babysitter.
2: But I did want to say something about or uh, kind of to Adam because he that was a great review. Um, even though, you know, Steve was shitting all over it, but, uh, <laughs> like the, the way that Adam words things is really brilliant. Um, that dude is like the, I call him the master of hashtags cause he always puts the greatest hashtags on Doesn't he? anything on anything that he is posting. Um, but I mean, like, I remember I, we had Adam on our fourth episode of the real Zodiac. He is like a founding father. He's just kind of like a Twitter master, and a review- I just want his brain. Yeah, dude. like he's so good. He's just so good at fast, fast about everything. Since you gave him a plug, what uh, episode was that? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm plugging a whole human being here. what um, <laughs>
0: <Adam. laughs> <After> she said.
2: <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> um, so, like you know how we used to do those reel to reels. We don't really do those anymore, just because it's really hard to get everybody. It's it's such a big hassle getting like three to four people. On back onto an episode uh, with schedules. So um, we just stopped kind of doing that. But we had him and Michael Winkler and Sean on an episode of our Real to Real when we were talking about our horror genre. And he wrote us um, an email doing a reimagining of a horror film. Um, And I'm sorry, Adam, I can't remember at the top of my head. I think it was Texas Chainsaw. If I'm wrong, please, please tell me. But like he, he wrote one in and then Sean immediately was like, thank you for writing that in. Come on our show. So we did that. And he was really, really cool to talk to. I love talking to Adam whenever I do. So, yeah, he's great. Check that, that episode dope. out. Check that episode out. It was episode four. It was our real to real horror genre.
1: Oh, I'm checking it out. I think Adam's a superstar. Yeah, he's insightful. Majestic Huskies. Right? It's all in the wording, <laughs> man.
0: That's band name right there. Me. For real. Majestic Huskies would be a great band name.
1: (laughs) One night only.
0: (laughs) The Majestic
1: Huskies. Hey, I got another email, guys. This is coming from Paul Hart. You might be interested in this, Steve. He actually co-hosts with Rebecca on the Animated Batcast.
3: Oh, Love nice. nice! Love nice,
1: the podcast. Yes. Yeah, he's and Paul's a good dude, man. From, as far as I can tell, and what we've talked about just recently, he seems like a really good dude. And he sends emails, so check this out. The uh, title is uh, "Found a New Drug." Dan and Steve, greetings and salutations. My name is Paul Hart, and I have recently became a new listener. And I'm punching myself in my ginger face for not being a fan. Don't punch yourself in your ginger face, bro, for not being a fan since the ground floor. Every week is a riot. You guys are hilarious, informative, and heartfelt. Whether it's music, pop culture, or just shooting the shit, you two guys make me feel like the third person in the room. In anticipation of your Stranger Things review, if you two guys were showrunners... Ooh, okay, I like this kind of stuff. If you two guys were showrunners for a show that took place in the 90s, what songs are a must on the soundtrack? Keep it up, guys. You two are sweet baby angels and never stop. Pauly. (laughs) I've never been called that before. I like it. We were showrunners for a show that took place in the 90s. What songs are a must on that soundtrack? Steve, go.
0: Uh, we're going to have to get, like first of all, for the R&B, I'm going to have SWV, either So Into You or uh Week." going to have Boys to Men, I'll Make Love To You, or anything from Cooley High Harmony or anything from that second album. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to have to get Informer, for sure, because it's going to be like, oh, we remember this song. Um, we're going to have to get some hip-hop in there, so... Uh, we're going to have to put up some, uh, obviously probably some. Oh man. The nineties hip hop is rough. Uh, we got to have some Snoop. Got to have some Dre for the East coast. Got to have some, uh, LL Cool J. Cause he was big. You already know how he ran the nineties. Um, uh, Wu Tang, of course, now for me, um, got to have PM Dawn on that little lighter tip, uh, for like, the other side of things, we're gonna have to put in some um one more try. Remember that song? One more What? Was his name? Oh, from one our more from try. our local celebrity? <laughs>
1: yeah, <there we> <laughs> this guy's from Fresno.
0: Yeah, one Timmy more T. Try because we were like, oh yeah! Yeah, they are like, oh we remember him. Um just got paid. I think just got paid was 90s. Uh and then we're gonna have to put in some heavy D. We got our own thing, but that thing. Um shoot jodeci we're gonna have to put in some jodeci come and talk to me but anyway you what would you have bro
1: well i like a lot of those but i'd like to mix it up a little bit so let's get some rock in like, here because the 90s was big you had you had the, i hate the word but you had the whole grunge thing so we're gonna have to do let's see let's go with suck my kiss which wasn't really a a grunge song but red hot chili peppers and then never heard that song Oh, Steve, you disappoint me, man. Dude, what? <laughs> never
0: heard that song before. I've never even heard that I have name. been
1: trying... Idol. Quentin, I've been trying to get this guy to listen to Blood Sugar Sex Magic for months. Ugh. He won't do it. <laughs> Great album. Great album. I've never heard the name of that song before. Now I got to do this real quick. You got to put some no doubt on
2: that. Oh, one. yeah.
0: yeah. Was no, no doubt was Don't Speak in 90s?
1: 95,
2: year I was born.
0: Oh, my... <laughs> you were born in...
1: <laughs> I got concert shirts older than you, dude. <laughs> Hearing you talk oh. about your
2: concert tickets and like how much they were it made made me want to just punch you right in the nuts, dude. Oh man, it was
1: a good time to be alive. I'll tell you that much.
0: <laughs> I know. He's like, I saw the Chili Peppers. I saw Kurt Cobain and I saw Bon Jovi for seventy-five cents. (laughs) Yeah, seventy-five cents.
2: It was a nickel. It was a nickel for us to get there on the gas. They
0: walked us to the movie theater. We got to see Jaws. I saw Michael Jackson
1: for a smile. hated
0: you i hated you man that's so funny steve
1: listen to this i want to show okay. you something real quick this is why Please. you need to be listening to this album versus all the other red hot chili as uh, johnny bucks put it the lukewarm chili peppers yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. so much better already right I'm you know talking about there Hudson.
0: <laughs> okay, Dan, I'm gonna be real with you. does to this. Come on, man. Okay, Dan, I'm taking dark necessities over that track
1: i don't even want to talk to you for
0: sure what dark dark necessity sound better than that track
1: all right let me stank it up a little bit okay come on man darkness that's
0: dope that's dope Dark Necessities is better than the first one, though.
1: Like, I'm not going to turn this into the Red Hot Chili Peppers show, but I'm just trying to prove a point to you, man. I don't even know what to do with that whole Dark Necessities comment you just made.
0: Gee, that, the, I'm talking about the music. If you turn on the beginning of Dark Necessities, you'll be like, you're right. The band sounds better in nah, this. Song. I don't think it would. I guarantee it. They were it. a powerhouse, There's right not there. a
1: question. They had John Frusciante with them. Okay. He's not even on that album. Oh, but the, What's the
2: name okay, of the guitar player? I
0: understand that, but I'm telling you, Dark Necessities sound better than that. I'm just letting you know. Quentin. Better than Give It Away? Again, it wasn't, I seen Give It Away, I like Give It Away better. But from what Dan first played, I'm like, eh. I'll
2: tell you this. Wow. Dark Necessities is a very, that, are you just talking about the, uh, the the song, right?
0: Just the song. That song is okay. jamming.
2: Okay. That song is very chill.
0: I mean, Flea is killing it on the bass.
1: <laughs> He's killing it. Here we go. Because I want to be fair. Yeah.
0: Watch how it bumps in, G. Watch how it jumps in.
1: Yeah, I'm watching. Why, here we go. It's, it's classic Flea, right? But there's the my band 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 problem band. right there.
0: That yeah. That's what he was doing on your song, dude? Nah,
1: not quite come as much.
0: Come on, Dan. Can we at least admit that that is a more jamming song than what you just played? I'm going
1: to agree to disagree with you, Hudson.
0: Oh, you're a... You're...
2: No, 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 no. Can I please come down the middle? Please.
0: Okay, yeah, go for it. Yes.
2: DJ Dan over here, can you throw on a Go Robot
1: real quick?
0: Oh, I like this.
1: Yeah, here we go. Come on, Jay. Listen, fleas the shit. any part you if want me to play? On,
2: if we're going on uh yeah actually just go down like uh 15
3: seconds All
2: right. maybe 15 more seconds sorry It's got like that good, good.
0: This is really dope. Dan. You don't think that's dope?
1: You know what it is? It has nothing to do with the musicianship of the Chili Peppers. They're all super, super talented. I can't get into Anthony Kiedis' vocals now. It sounds way different. I know you said it sounds the same, but it really doesn't. And he's usually (laughs) the reason that I get turned off by the Chili Peppers music now.
0: So you didn't even like Airplane?
1: No, I like that whole album, actually. One Hot Minute. That's a great album. But that's how he sings now. It's just gotten a little bit worse. That's all I'm going to tell you. As you
0: do with age. Age changes a person's vocal. Okay, well, then that's why I don't like it that much. Okay, that's fair. Since he's gotten older, you don't like it. It's just like Stevie. You don't like his music now because his voice isn't the same?
1: No, I would still go see Stevie. I'd pay good money to see Stevie.
0: Because of his legendary. But you would pay money to see the Chili Peppers now, right?
1: Listen to this. And no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I want to be Thinking he's a wise guy,
2: robbing of the bank, he's a sock him in the eye, got Tank head, Mr. Bonnie and Clyde got
3: look him in the eye, he's not my kind of guy. Never wanna be confusion. Listen to this real quick. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. the Just lose their grace. The blackest cold in all of space. Crooked as a hook and I'll suck.
1: No, nothing nothing from you, Hudson? It's fine,
0: dude. It's fine.
1: Okay, we're going to have to move on. It's Agree fine. to disagree. Okay,
0: but no, from what I was... Okay, so you said you wouldn't pay to see if... Okay, if tonight they said, ladies and gentlemen, we just had an amazing thing at Save Mart Center and at Celand Arena. We're going to have Spice Girls <laughs> and we're going to have Red Hot Chili Peppers for free. Who are you
1: seeing? Saw the Chili Peppers for free. And I walked out halfway through.
0: You would go see the Spice Girls?
1: No, I'm just telling you
0: that I I had. But I, who would you who would you go to? I would check out the Spice Girls. You have Girls. to go to one. I would I would
1: stay for the Chili Peppers, and if they did better than I the last time I saw them, I'd stay for the whole show. I wasn't impressed the last time I saw. them. Maybe it was an off night. I don't know. I don't mean to sound like a dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really don't. I just they're super talented. I could never do what those guys do. I just, I'm just not feeling it.
0: I totally get it. I, I totally. And the thing is, I probably, it, I think that since I was introduced to them a little later, because I didn't start listening to the Chili Peppers until I was, you know, until like, like listening to them, people like, oh, you know what, this flea dude is nasty. It Was mm. during like, um, all around the world. I was like, oh, oh. this dude can play. Bo- yeah. gunk Bo bo gunk I was like, oh, who in the world is that playing the bass? That's what got me into okay, I got to peep these cats. But before that, it wasn't a flea show. Now it's a flea show. Like musicians go and see the Chili Peppers to see Flea playing the bass. That's what they go for.
1: And I totally appreciate that too. And here's the truth, like if the Chili Peppers comes on the radio, I'm usually like I'll catch myself listening to it, but I just I wish I could just isolate the vocals, take them completely out and just have the music. Unfortunately, that's how it is for me. Okay. Does that make me a dick? Kind of makes me a dick, huh? No.
0: No, 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 it doesn't. No, it, just it lets it... you
1: know what your preference is.
0: Exactly. I'm Something trying not to that. be too yeah.
1: harsh is what I'm getting at.
0: You grow out of the group. Like, I've grown out of some group. Like, I li- am I was like, eh, I don't like them anymore. I used to like this group. Now, I don't like them anymore. That's totally fair.
1: But getting back to the question. So, we have the Chili Peppers. And let's see. We got to put some Alice in Chains in there. Of course. You oh, gotta, yes. Yeah, you got, Alice in Chains is one of my favorite bands. Up to oh, that's awesome. up to the album Dirt, because that's a really sad album to listen to because you have Lane Staley who was just about to overdose and they basically had to like weekend at Bernie's him on that album. You know what I mean? Like they just got vocals when they could, when he was sober enough to do them. And Allison Chains is very known for having like dual vocals all the time. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Cantrell, the guitar player, is also the, the vocalist. He pretty much does that whole album himself. And what oh, wow. and what you hear there there's some highlights in that album, but it's just a sad album to listen to, man. Because Lane Staley was just like something special, you know. And it's just sad because that's the album that he died on, or that's the album he died right after making. It was it's pre-
0: yeah, pretty sad. But anyway, I do. Um, that's sad. a strong name. Alice in Chains is a good name, strong name.
1: They came out swinging, man. They were probably I'd
0: say it out of all those swinging the chains. Yeah, they were swinging nice. the chains.
1: I would say they were probably my favorite '90s band.
0: I would put those on the. Uh, I would put that in the list of top names. Okay, noted.
1: Uh, what about Nine Inch Nails? Speaking of them, uh, let's see. We'd have to throw "Head Like a Hole" in there, though. That's technically 1989, and of course, Closer. And then just to round it out, let's throw some Primus in there. What you guys know about Primus?
0: I know that Eminem says, "Hi kids, do you like Primus?" No, I, I think it says violence. Primus. Are you, on the radio uh, on the radio Edit is Primus Oh really? Yeah okay. Hi kids You like Primus? Yeah
1: On the radio edit I can, I can see that But no It's definitely violence mm-hmm. Anyway Yeah that's about it I don't know if that Answered your question Paul No Metallica? No
0: Holy
1: Not 90s God. Metallica No
0: Wow You wouldn't it, Now was uh, The Black Album Was that 89?
1: It was I think it was 91 If I'm not mistaken The Black not Album? 80? The Black Album Yeah Yep that's 91 Yeah
0: you wouldn't put a song from that album on any of the 90s soundtrack? Mm,
1: maybe Enter Sandman. I think that has to be on it, Just right? for like a, like a time reference kind of thing, but that's, yes. that's about it. But no, you and Metallica, dude, I don't know.
0: I, but you know what's funny? I went through that album, and it was like, I think I know 98% of this album. Yeah, most
1: of that album was on the radio. <laughs>
0: I didn't, you don't like Sad But True at all? Yeah. You know what?
1: No, Sad But True is a banger. You know what? That's, That's the one. That's a damn
0: good song. That's dude. the one <laughs> no, that I put on. Yeah. 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 If
1: you song. had to pick one song for that, for sure. Yeah.
2: Like,
0: you know how I say that there are certain songs I wish I wrote? That's one of those songs. Like, if someone's like, write a rock song for us, and I came out with that, I might just be like, I'm the best musician of all time. I just wrote <laughs> that rock song out of my brain. That's how good I am. That's a great freaking song.
1: Listen to that shit.
0: Could you go to the um, uh, chorus?
1: Yeah, but you got to give me the opening groove real quick, man. Even though, whack-ass Lars Ulrich and his drums
0: Gee, he's such an average drummer, dude.
1: Oh, That shit in concert, forget about it.
0: What did you want, the chorus? The chorus, because of the beat change they do for the chorus.
4: you real
1: when you, still. When you feel. But that's yeah. is
0: so
1: no you know what honestly that's a great fucking song that is a great song
2: quentin so can i can i ask you guys a follow-up do you guys know avenge sevenfold yes
0: are you I pretty familiar not. with them no i've never heard a song from them you know
1: okay i would say, no i'm not I actually respect them. I just don't know enough about them to really wax about them.
2: All right. So I'm, like I said, I'm going to throw DJ Dan in the mix here for a second. Could you, okay. So I want you to envision listening to Sabbath true. So you got mm-hmm. that. Yes. This means war by Avenged
1: sevenfold. Done. I'm curious.
0: Are they a Christian group? No. no. Oh, Okay. Very, that, that, that name.
1: All right, here we go. Yes. What?
2: All right, now skip uh, like 10 seconds.
0: Sounds nasty.
1: Yeah, but it also sounds very referenced.
0: (laughs) No, you know what I mean? Oh,
2: they be definitely uh, best
4: form of flattery. Swear
2: to the vocals. Oh my god! How did they get away with that? Is what I'm. Yeah. Holy
0: crap, dude! Yeah. You know what though? That is the. Fi- I mean, the that is the best form of flattery for sure.
1: I guess you got to be careful when you do that kind of stuff because. There have been times when like, I used to be in bands and I would think I would come up with something like, no, 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 you're hearing this. So I could see that being an easy mistake to do. But that song, it's it's everywhere. You know what I mean? Like everyone knows Sad But True. So how they could actually like go, oh, well, I didn't realize it sounded like that. That's kind of weird. No. Yeah, you're right. What are your Damn. thoughts? Do you like them or do you kind of like? I do. I
2: love, I love Venet and I've seen them three times in concert and, uh. They yeah they they're excellent, but they came out with this album and <laughs> it's black. It's it's considered. Uh, it's called "Hail to the King," and it has a very Metallica black album vibe the whole time, like the whole way through.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah,
0: it's not bad from what I heard. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Now, did what, are you a fan of the Metallica black album? Q.
2: Um. Yes, I I really like that album, but um, like that. I don't know, man. Like Metallica is so—it's a very big part of me as well. Um, Green Day and Metallica, like pretty pretty much two for right there. Um, I loved everything that they've come out with since the Black Album, or I'm sorry, uh, before the Black Album, and that to me felt like such a, a high point for just where I was at with my with me listening to them. And then everything after the Black Album, I don't even consider St. Anger an album. That's just, that's nothing. Amen. Um, <laughs> but like I like this guy. Me, me personally, and you might hate me after, after what I'm about to say. Uh, me personally, I really liked Death Magnetic, mostly because that was when I started learning how to play guitar. And I learned a lot of their riffs. And that actually helped me become a better guitar player because they can throw down. It might not sound the best, but... It like from just a musician's standpoint, that album is very sound. It's very awesome what they can do with what they have and for that age.
1: No, I can respect that, man. I mean, especially if it's something that is encouraging you to play music. No, I completely respect that. And it's not a bad album. It's just, uh, yeah. I, I kind of like the last one better. But the reason that I say that is because I felt like on that particular one, they were obsessed with getting back to that sound. You know what I mean? And they they even admitted yeah. that it was a lot of patchwork. They just It was a lot of riffs that were put together on that one. But that said, it's not a bad album. a matter of fact, I don't like anything in between Death Magnetic and the Black Album. Everything else just goes bye-bye. You know what I mean?
0: Well, see, for me, like that was the first album of that sort that felt di- digestible for me and my friends. I could see which one. The uh, Black Album was. Oh, the Black the only, Album. Okay. Yeah, we never, like, as far as metal, we never listened to it. Somehow, the Black Album was digestible for my crew. We were like, that freaking album's good. Or the songs, we, we really like the songs. Whereas other metal, we just didn't like. Somehow, that one was like, wow.
1: You know what it is, is? I good. think it's the polish that Bob Rock put on that album. Because they just had, I don't think he was with them for um Injustice for All, but he came on for the Black album. And that's why their sound changed so drastically is because he was pushing them to try different things. Uh Bob Rock, I'm trying to think of some of the albums that he's uh done. I can't pull them up off the top of my head, but it's, you know, they were more commercial albums. I think he worked with Aerosmith. I think he did some Bon Jovi work, if I'm not mistaken. So it was, he knows how to produce a hit for sure. Um, and I think that's why that was more accessible to you is because it's just, first of all, they made it radio friendly, which was never the case before, unless you count one, which was not even the same, like, it's, they don't sound video, the same. You know? yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It's <laughs> that creepy, video, was video spooky as hell. Yeah, yeah. I was like,
0: landmines, <laughs>
1: imprisoning. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I
0: was like, man, that's disturbing. Yeah, man, yes. that,
1: that came from, all that footage came from that movie Johnny Got His Gun. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, don't. But it's just... It's so depressing. <laughs> like the whole story of some guy stepping on a freaking landmine and losing Jeez. his, you know, sight, vision, yeah. everything. He's just yeah. like a, a torso and a head. And he's got like this crazy box around his head. So he's completely desensitized of anything, but he's stuck inside of his head. And it's his inner dialogue the entire movie. It's done in black and white too. And something about the combination. It's just freaking makes, creepy, dude. Yeah, it makes it crazy creepy. I wouldn't recommend watching it, but it is it is a trip.
0: For me and like, for, uh, like uh, you know, QB and yourself then. Like for any musician, the goal is to be able to have a riff or whatever sort of piano riff, guitar riff at the beginning of your song that you don't even have to say anything. People know it immediately. And the fact that they were able to come up with that guitar riff for Inner Sandman, that's super simple. That a million yes. songwriters were like, how didn't we come up with that simple little riff? And it now if you just start playing that, People that don't even like Metallica know that song. That's a hard thing to accomplish, dude. That's hard. You know, what I'm saying the Beatles were the kings of that. To be mm-hmm. like, oh no, we have a hundred billion guitar riffs that you will know every song that we play. Somehow Metallica did that too.
2: Well, same with Blue Oyster Cult with "Don't Fear the Reaper." True.
0: Yeah, everyone. Knows that's that's that. And I don't like even, you. That's the only song I know from them.
2: Yeah. No, I mean I, that's not even my my favorite song from them. It there's. They, they do some great stuff, but I mean, it's also like the pop culture of songs, too. Like, Will Ferrell and SNL made that song. Like, well, I mean, it was it was really good. Yeah, yes. it came they out. put and it in the like, Zeitgeist. Yeah, yes. it's it solidified its staple in pop culture. Like you, whenever you hear that riff, you have to grab a cowbell.
0: That's true. More cowbell.
2: That's yeah, I
0: need more cowbell. <laughs> Yeah, that and I think that like other than the Beatles, I think uh well, a lot of people have the nostalgia for like 60s music, 70s music. But if we did a modern day guitarist from the 80s into the 0s that are the most catchy, I would not be surprised if Inner Sandman is number 1. I would not be surprised
1: at all. You make a good point, man. It is one of the most familiar riffs ever.
0: No question, dude. From the is there I don't think there's anything from 80 to 2020 that is as memorable as that beginning guitar line. It's pretty crazy. And, it, and not everybody likes that genre of music.
1: It's debatable, but I see your point. But I don't even have a strong debate for you, actually. So,
0: <laughs> neither do I. I'm trying to think of another one, but I'm like, no, that is the most everyone knows. Even if you don't like that genre, they're like, yeah, I've heard that song before.
1: I've got one for you that might be more recognizable. Go for it.
2: Mm. I knew you were gonna play it. I just knew it.
1: Mm. When I heard that, it was over. When it's I heard, close. when I first heard, I'm like, "Uh oh, my new favorite band." And guess why? Do-do-do. Dave fucking Girl Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, but but the riff, Dave Girl Yeah, that's hard because. I would say, I would, because the, the group changed the game. That group was a game changer. Um, and that, I think that would be the only guitar riff that rivals Inner Sandman. I would still give it to Inner Sandman. But I think what the group did was a game changing thing. But what Inner Sandman did was introduce a genre of music to people that would never have listened to metal.
1: Yes, you're right And honestly, and this isn't like an insult or anything But they brought jocks to metal
0: Oh no, see, that's who At my school In the locker room, you're gonna hear that song
1: Yeah, if you were to go see like the Master of Puppets Tour, it's Mm -hmm. all just long Hairs and, you know, leather and denim And chains and all that stuff And then when you bring that album in I saw it happen, man, I saw it a few times On that tour, it was just all about Backwards caps and jocks, basically it, it, but they packed the fucking stadium.
0: But I mean, I saw. It's it's one of those things where, like, uh, I don't think they meant to make a catchy guitar because you never mean to do something.
1: Yeah, it just happens. You just be
0: like, oh, it sounds cool to me, and and then it just happens again. That's a dude. You got the only other guitar riff that would actually rival that. dude Thank you very that much. That is a good pull. But seriously, oh, right? that like, is a great. Pull, everyone dude. knows that one. That is so true, man. What do you think? Okay, do you, would you think um. What was that other? Well, no, since I couldn't remember the song, I think Nirvana, probably their little guitar riffs are probably the only ones that are going to rival Metallica's. And it's because other songs didn't really have guitar riffs to start them. Some did. Like, I think maybe um, anything I do, everybody heard that song. I do it for you. That little beginning, a piano line, that might be one that everyone's like, oh, I know that song.
1: Killing in the name of? I was just going to say that, dude. Seriously. I've
0: never heard that song.
1: Oh, hold on, sir. I will fix that.
0: (laughs) He said, who sings it?
1: Rage Against the Machine. Rage.
0: I've never heard that song.
1: Now, I will say that I really like this song, but I will say it is really repetitive. Oh, yeah. Super repetitive. The verse is the same thing over and over. Yes. But this band actually changed the face of things, too. They brought in more of the... uh, you know, do you remember Steve like the whole rap metal kind of shit that was coming out back yes. in the day? Yes. These yes. guys really kind of were the founders of it.
4: Hmm.
1: Music Education Day on Heroes of Noise. Rage Against That's the Machine. Nasty. Man. Dude, That's nasty. that album is sick. I'm going to have to send it to you.
0: Now I get why they always go on tour with Public Enemy.
1: I think they did like one tour with them. I got to see them with Cypress Hill and House of Pain. That was a great show.
0: That'd oh, be- yeah. That'd be really I, good. By the way, if we're just talking about... Are we talking about any musical riff? It doesn't have to be guitar, right?
1: No,
2: I think
0: we've, so, we've like
1: we've gotten off the whole... It was fine, by the way. We got off the whole like 90s thing. But no, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Go for it. Okay, dude. <laughs> it's over.
0: I already know. I know the one that beats... Every riff in history, come on, it's over. Not in history, but between 80s and now. Careless Whisper, it wins. For rec- oh, yeah. for being recognizable? No, it's over. As soon as that solo comes up, everyone yeah. knows that song. It's I mean, exactly even
2: like the, the cadence of the drum.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They know the song. It's. I think that beats every riff between now and then. More people on the face of the planet know it. What about this? Oh,
1: sniff. I don't think there's anyone listening right now that's like, what is this? I'm waiting to hear what it is. Oh, Oh, is this Weezer? (laughs) 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 Oh, so terrible. Fuck Weezer, remember? Right, Kevin? Fuck him.
0: What about um what about um Rock With You? Prick it. it, Ticket ticket ticket.
1: It's really funny that you're we're playing this right now because uh, I went down a Michael Jackson rabbit hole yesterday. Just listening, I was my daughter was like, you know that thing that he does in rock with you, where I don't even know what it's called, but it's like that dance he does where his heels are kicking. Yes, out. yes. My daughter was trying to do that, and I was like, well, check this video out. It's
0: impossible.
1: Dude. And then yeah, She's like, yeah, I can do that. No, nah, I don't know if I can. No,
0: you can't. Single he most was toe injury. Seriously, <laughs> serious. but yeah, that that rock with Billy Jean is tough. You think Billie Jean is more recognizable than Careless was for saxophone?
1: No, I think they're probably equal. I mean, 80s music did that.
3: They were good at that, weren't they?
1: I think that it is more recognizable than this. I don't know. Or maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not.
0: When you just played it, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah,
1: maybe not, man. (laughs) God damn it, Michael.
0: Dude. Quincy Jones is a beast. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> a beast. Yeah, well, getting back to Hit Factory, right?
0: Okay, I would say.
2: I thought Beat It would probably be in there as well.
0: That's true. Oh, you know what?
1: Oh, dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus God. Christ, I don't know, Michael. Dan. God.
0: I don't know, Dan. What are we
1: doing here, man? Jesus. That is the, some good okay, shit. Okay, well,
0: wait. There's no way. That is okay, good Okay, so good maybe shit. the 80s beat the 90s with intros. Maybe. So. In Michael Jackson,
2: Jackson beat the 90s.
0: Oh, Quincy Jones <laughs> yeah. beat the 90s. Quincy Jones beat the 90s. But I don't
1: know, dude. I don't know, man. These people were cracking the code left Careless and
0: right. Careless Whisper, I still, I don't know. I got
1: one. I have one. Okay. I think everyone will know this song. Oh. Uh oh. Hesitation from Steve.
0: I don't know what the song.
1: Are is. you kidding me right now? I dude. do not know this song. Oh my god! I Steve. sure don't, dude. This is Separate Ways, man, by Journey. But maybe it's a point. song.
0: I've never Best heard song
1: of. to sing in the shower. Great acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You weren't
0: a big Journey guy, I guess, huh? Oh, dude, let me tell you something. If you played, uh, what's that other, what's the other group I get confused with them and you're like, I never get those people confused. Journey, Journey and um, oh geez. Starship. What is it? Jefferson Starship? No, no, no. There's another group that has a singer that sings all those 80s songs.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of remember us talking about this, but I don't remember.
0: Yeah, we talked about it. I was like, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between those easily. You're like, yes, I will. Yeah, the notion you had was so silly, I've
1: just forgotten. Yeah, dude. I don't know that song. <laughs> it was uh, who did you say? Now I want to know. It was. Uh,
2: Could it be Sticks? I know that might be.
1: Oh, Styx is good. Who, Styx is coming to Fresno. Who, I kind of want to go.
0: Who sings "Um, uh, Don't Stop Believing"?
1: Journey. That's Journey. Okay.
0: And, you sings, know what, And that would have been an equally recognizable riff to do.
2: Yeah. Very.
0: Do 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 that.
2: Yeah. Do do do.
0: That's true. That's true.
2: It's I that, that opening line it really, too.
0: It's it's a it very. I just. I'm trying to figure out if any of those beat careless or Michael Jackson's string.
1: I think this one does. Yeah. Oh, don't take
0: my horse. oh damn.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Dan. It just popped up. Damn. I'm sorry. It popped up. And you
2: know, it's it's sad because that will be what what like we will have to face when our kids are like, yeah, this was this was oh, a classic sure. song.
0: For sure. There's no, I mean, and here's what I'll say about him. I think that this was the first overused, silly song that's bullcrap that I actually said, you know what? I'm glad it exists.
2: Oh, yeah. Me too. I'm glad it exists. It's perfect where it is. But
0: Exactly. It's adorable. Yes. I'm done with the
2: remixes, though. Yes. it's, It's beat to death.
0: And I like him. He's not, he's just like, hey, I'm just having fun. They said I couldn't make a, a a song on the country charts. I will show you, and he did it. I'm like, you know what, kid? Have you, and get your your 20 seconds of fame and retire. Enjoy it. More power to you. Made dude. off
1: into the sunset happily.
0: Yeah, I, I would say, you, I, um, Dan, I'm impressed. You you definitely. I thought Metallica was going to take that. Now it's like top seven, maybe. You br- you brought a bunch of songs, and I'm like yeah the world would know even kids would know some of those Seriously? songs they're like oh i've heard that yep i've heard that song you know i don't know i think careless still might win by a hair because so many people have made fun of it
1: well, you know you got a point and quentin maybe you can relate to this i don't know what uh age you work with but like my kids are all in marching band and whatnot Mhm and for a while they were doing that when they were asking people out to the prom they would like come into a room with a saxophone player and just be playing that that was a thing for a yeah. while it became a meme really. that's
2: that's the first thing that uh, my that's the first thing my students want to learn
1: oh yeah careless whisper that's yep. amazing yeah it's they want to learn
2: they want to learn that yeah but they call it the saxophone guy because <laughs> <laughs> there's a YouTube video that got really popular, and it was this guy that would literally just run into I any anywhere, that. yeah, and he would just start playing the Careless Whisper uh, tag there. Yes, it was and funny. It was awesome.
0: I, I, I'm glad that kids are still wanting to because I think once you learn how to play an instrument, you have more appreciation of how hard it is for even the songs that you hate. That like that's hard to do. Even the songs you hate with all your heart, the musicianship behind it is hard to accomplish. You yep. know what I'm saying? So it's good that they're still trying to learn it. I mean, I wouldn't be able to learn Careless Whisper on in a day, in a week, with a saxophone. Well, it would sound ridiculous. So, Dan, yeah, you did it, dude. I think, that, I, I think the only competition is between George Michael and Michael Jackson. George Michael Jackson. For 80s? Yes. That's it. For Kill Now. They're the only intros that the world knows. I don't know. I think those
1: were pretty good ones, man. I think the journey one, I think most people know that journey one. Maybe
0: Don't Stop uh, Believing
1: would have been a better pick. But Yes, so-
2: I w- I'm going to split hairs and say that Don't Stop would probably be a little better yeah, in separate ways.
1: I agree with you. Um, yes. But also Smells Like Teen Spirit. Everyone knows that.
0: That's. Part. But I yep. don't think as many people know that as knows The Careless Whisper. Maybe so. so even if they don't know what it's from, Like the older crowd. They know that.
2: Yeah, I can bet you that the the people, or I'm saying like even my generation, and especially the generation after me, does not know that's that that is George Michael.
0: Yeah, they just know the song. Yep, that's huge.
1: Yeah, it's super. <laughs> I
0: think only people that know Nirvana would know that they'll be like, I know that riff, and I know that that's that. Carol- that uh, 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 smells like Teen Spirit. They won't know the name of the song. They might call it something else because it doesn't say "Smells Like Teen Spirit" a lot, but they would <laughs> know that song. Careless Whisper. People know that riff, and they don't even know what song it's from. Saxophone guy. They just know that riff. That was a really good segment. Thanks for (laughs) topping that off, Paul. Kicking that off. Much appreciated.
2: Love you, Paul.
1: All right, we got one more, and then we're going to get down to business. Uh, This is a voicemail from a very recognizable voice here, Steve. This one's coming from Favon.
0: Okay, so I'm talking to. I asked her if I could share this song, this story, song. Um, so she, I get a call from Favon, and she's like, "Hey, And I said, "Hello, my wonderful, awesome." Um, auntie she says so I found out because at my son's graduation she almost passed out oh no and I was like what's going on with this she's like because we were just talking she says hey nephew I'm like what she's like I'm about to faint I said okay so we rush her into the place because we were standing in line so they let her in so she calls me she said I know why um, why I, I fainted I was like why She's like, um, because I have, and she named some, some long thing she has where she cannot stand up for a period of time or she'll just faint, okay? Oh. Her heart level goes so low that she'll pass out. Oh, wow. Unless she walks back and forth. So I said, how is she like, would you like to know how I learned this? I said, sure. She said, I was doing a funeral today. I said, no. She said, at the gravesite, she passes out in front of everyone. Oh no. And she's doing the <laughs> service. She, whoever was talking, she just stood to the side before she had to talk and was standing there and passed out. And the pastor was like, I thought you were just call, catching the Holy spirit <laughs> until you didn't get up. <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, this is." She's like, so then I went to the hospital and they're like, yeah, you can't stand for a period of time without passing out. I said, can I tell that story on the pod? She's like, please. Have a ball. I was like, yeah, not many people pass out at a gravesite."
1: Hey, Favon, I think I can help you out with this. I think, now Quentin, maybe this sounds familiar to you. Did you go through the whole don't lock your knees at the wedding thing?
2: Um, Yeah, but I learned that in marching band. So that, I just okay, kept yeah. that throughout my whole life. But there's something but yeah. to it, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm thinking, Favon, I'm thinking that you're locking up your knees. You just got to relax a little bit. I don't know if you're just a little nervous, a little performance anxiety or something like that. Flex them out, shake them out a little bit. I think you're going to be okay. You're welcome,
0: thing. Yeah. And she was. A, I mean, I was like, "Hey, you were the only person lying down voluntarily at a grave site. Everyone else kind of has to be there." Hey, speaking of Avon, she got ordained. Yeah, she did get ordained. Congratulations. All right, that's my Vaughn story, and uh, uh, that's it.
1: All right. The world's a better place for that, Steve. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, kidding, Favon. So anyway, this voicemail comes from her. I'm gonna go ahead and play it now.
5: Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I just finished listening to episode seventy five. I just finished listening to the episode, and every single episode I listen to, I want to talk back to you guys. And I cannot because I'm just listening and you guys aren't listening to me.
1: We get that a lot. But anyway. We um, do.
5: <laughs> I love all the episodes. Um, so many things I want to say. You know, the nerd in me causes me to sit and take notes while I'm oh, listening to. Oh,
0: damn!
1: You've infected so someone, dude. What. I think I found our fact checker.
0: You have a infected who takes notes listening to a podcast? Avon, <laughs>
1: your nerdy aunt does, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For real?
1: Wow. There it is. She could be our historian slash fact checker.
0: I got to be careful what I say now. She'll be like, Spice Girls have this many hits, actually.
1: I'm just saying there's a position we need to fill, Favon. You're welcome to it if you'd like it. Here we go.
5: Things I want to comment about. So I'm going to try to make this quick because I'm at work and I've got to get back to work. Um, I am also reading Mo' Better Blues by Questlove, which That's is crazy. crazy. I didn't know anybody else was reading that. Um, always be my maybe Eh I could take it or leave it It wasn't that great to me Maybe it's because you guys are In these lovey-dovey relationships And I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Steve, but Whatever um, Favon just hating. Steve I t- can't believe that There are so many Wu-Tang, claim, uh, Wu-Tang songs You don't know um, Ooh. How do
1: you know them Church Favon Favon schooled you right there I'm quite surprised by
5: that. Um, yesterday, the movie, oh my gosh, loved it. I'm going to go see it again with some friends because oh I'm my to God. draw so people to come see it too. Was it that good um, though? And yes. Stranger Things. They lost me on episode, I mean on uh, season two. I didn't even finish season two and I haven't even tried to watch season three. Um, I think that's it. I love you guys so much. Love you too. Love and you. I love listening to you. Heroes of Noise. Um, I love being part of the Facebook group. I love leaving you guys voicemails. I'm going to go now.
0: Talk to you guys soon. Bye.
1: Bye, Favon. Thank you very much for that lovely voicemail.
0: So that is a nice segue into actually what we've been reading. Now, you've been watching what we're about to talk about. Dan, you watched the whole season of what we're about to chat about.
1: I did. How about you, Quentin? Oh, yeah. I finished it yesterday. All right. Let's begin. How far uh, along are you, Steve?
0: Uh... A two and a half episodes.
1: Two and a half episodes. Okay, so you may have yeah. a completely different view. If you approach this like I did, I think you're going to have a completely different view. But let's talk about it. What oh. we're talking about, ladies go and gentlemen, me. is Stranger Things season three now on Netflix. Let's just go around real quick. We'll just do like a kind of a a quick rating. We won't necessarily go numeric yet. But uh, what did you think, Quentin? I will
2: say that there has been a lot of flack for this season. Um, not um, a lot of not a lot of people have really. Enjoyed it as much keep saying it's boring. Um, I'm gonna have to give this like it it was awesome. Like, I really enjoyed wow. this season. Yeah, I'm a big fan of like developing these characters in like the first few seasons, and then your next like you're the season that we're at right now, like most of the characters are split up, you know? Yes, like they're off doing their own storylines. I mean, that's why I love Game of Thrones. And The Walking Dead, because they they did that. They like had characters off on their own, with like one or two other characters just doing their separate storyline, and then coming in the uh, at the end and blah blah blah, and like doing that. Like I love those kind of stories, and that's what this season was. Um, there weren't a lot of like reunions. Basically, it was all like people doing their own things and seeing that, and and having it mesh well in every episode. In my opinion, I think it worked really well for this season.
1: I have to agree with you, man. I will say though like what I was getting at with Steve is that um it took me probably 4 episodes to really start getting into this one. I did think it was a little bit slow at first, not that it was bad. It just was it was like a slow burn. And then it when it starts going, man, it ah, I'm going to make one of those bold statements. I think that uh this is not as good as season one, but it is definitely close to season one, whereas I don't I didn't really care for two. The whole Jim Hopper deal, which we won't really get into spoilers or anything like that, was an interesting touch. But the thing is, man, I'm starting to kind of feel like like I love the cast. I, I think that they're all really good at what they do. but I feel like the storytelling of it all is starting to get a little thin but I going back to what you're saying Quentin I like that they actually did that where they separated everybody because now it makes it interesting again. Now you have these separate stories that are going on as opposed to everyone doing the same thing. And I think that that's what saved this a lot because the like the dialogue everyone loves Steve and uh Dustin, right? I think that what they're doing with them is like fucking genius, man. I just I think they make those two so lovable. Robin's introduction in this is really good. It's so weird listening to her talk, man, because looking at her it's like if you just pushed Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's heads together and, and she mm-hmm. is like this perfect mesh of those two. But when you close her eyes, you hear Uma Thurman. I think she was the standout on this. I love what they're doing with her and I hope that she comes back for the next season, which I'm sure she probably will. But uh, Steve, being that you've seen two episodes of this, what are where are you right now? Like, what are your thoughts?
0: So, so far, I'm right where you are in the first. Like, it, for me so far, it's just fine. I was like, oh, it's good. It's fine. So far, and it's like it's not like a oh, this is boring. It's like it's fine so far. It's not gonna be a situation of um, oh I'm out, this is super boring. No, for me so far, I'm like, oh, it's cool to see the kids again. They're a little bit more grown. Every got everyone got a little taller. Um, freaking uh homegirl grew up like more than the dude I was like, She looks like a freaking I was like, wow, this is crazy. You talking about, about Millie Bobby Brown? Yeah, I was like, dang, she got older. But um, it's fun to see everyone again. And that's where I'm at right now. It's kind of like, hey, remember us? Remember this? That's what they're doing right now, pretty much for the first two episodes, it seems like. They're kind of like, hey, remember? And remember, there's some weird stuff going on. Remember that? And so I'm just getting into that. Nothing's really happened. You just know something's about to transpire. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. I think it's going to be fine. And again, remember after the first season, I said, that was lightning in a bottle. That's not something that just happens again. And then, oddly enough, after that, we had a few of those different shows that did the whole synthesizer, 80s music sort of thing. Yeah, they set it off Movies sure. did it. They set it off. And now you're kind of just like, okay, it was lightning in a bottle. But it's not a bad – it's still a good show. It's not bad. I just don't expect it to be. Uh, you know, as good as season one. I like season two and I'm probably going to like season three, but so far it's just like, Hey, remember us? Yay. We're doing all the hits. That's pretty much where I'm at right now.
1: I went into it really reluctantly, man. Like I didn't think I was going to, cause I really don't like season two. I liked this season so much that I may go back and just watch it again and see if I can get something else out of season two. Nice, nice. But, yeah, man, I think the the whole story, even though I said it's a little bit thin, I just like the way that they played everybody out. The guy that plays Billy, I was not a big fan of him, and I think that without getting into too many spoilers, the, I was happy. The story that's going <laughs> on with him, it's dope. Yes. You know?
0: Goodness gracious. You
1: know, there is an antagonist at play here. And I definitely like that mind flare thing. Like what they're doing. I don't want to get too much into this, Steve. I know that you don't. You're probably not that far yet. But what they're doing with the main antagonist, the creature this time around, I really like. Have you seen okay. any of the uh, the rats yet, or anything like that?
0: I saw them exploding. Okay. Oops, spoiler. That's alert. all right. That's Sorry, okay. people.
1: No worries. Sure. I like where that goes and how. Okay. What oh, that, me too. Yeah, you know what I mean, and like what that turns into, and how this monster manipulates things and moves throughout the town and everything. All of that is super cool. I wasn't really down with all those demi dogs last season. I just thought that they they just sort of fell short for me. But this season brings back all of the fun. I love all the '80s references. I mean, that's kind of what it's about, you know. And and Stranger Things, they're like the masters of like nostalgia. Puppets. Yeah, Master yeah. of Puppets, like much like Metallica. No, but like they're the masters of nostalgia. I mean, even to yes. the point where they're bringing back New Coke, which is terrible. Yeah. But it's this marketing thing that's taken off like crazy. I see it all over Facebook and Twitter. Everyone's drinking that shit. So they know yeah. what they're doing. And the way that they market their show in other areas, too, much like uh, what we'll be seeing in October when they do like the... Um, Oh, the haunted man. house over at Holly at a Hollywood Horror. Oh Dance.
0: man, that was a, that was way scarier than it had any business. It was
1: thing. so awesome. Yeah. But yeah. no, the whole vibe of it's really good. There is one thing that's kind of bugging me a little bit about it. And it's a very small complaint, but if you'll notice Millie Bobby Brown or L more specifically, she goes back and forth on this. Like she'll be talking really well for a while. And then she starts going through these things where she only says like three words at a time, almost right. cave managed. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Quentin?
2: Yeah, it, it gets very aggravating because you think that she's, like, progressing in the in the English language, and then she regresses back into uh, season one dialogue.
0: Well, for me so far, what I've ran into is I couldn't, like, right when you were saying that, I'm like, I I saw that, too. But I assume she got way better later on because in the beginning, what she does is her interactions – emotionally and with her face and how she laughs at jokes, but when she speaks, she doesn't speak as well as she's reacting to the things she's... Like, if you know what that person is referencing enough to laugh at the joke, I expect you to be able to talk then, because that's a really deep joke that he just made, and you thought it was hilarious. So you should be, but then when she talks, she's like, no, yes, kinda, I'm like, okay, wait, Friends don't So how ride. did you know that reference that he just said but you don't know how to talk though? So I don't know which way they're going. I just thought that they cleared they cleared it up later on in the show.
1: I mean, I guess they just want to remind you of course that she is different than the rest of them and she had this different okay. upbringing. I guess that's what it is, but I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe they gave Millie Bobby Brown some liberties to do the character the way that she wants to do it. But it's just it's this weird, uneven pattern that I could never get past. But it wasn't that big enough to where it was going to ruin it for me. Go ahead, Steve.
0: Do they address the bloody nose that she's so comfortable with so far? You mean as in why? No, like how like she's like making jokes with it, like making things happen. And she's just bleeding from her nose. I'm like, do they address that that's not a good thing to get used
1: to? I don't think they really do that. But (laughs) it's crazy. In fact, they go the opposite direction and she's just bleeding like almost every scene. It's only out of that left nostril for some reason.
0: That is so weird to me. I'm like, shouldn't you address that? Like they're making jokes and everything sneak up on people because she can control it. And she's like walking out laughing with blood in her nose. I'm like, that's not normal.
1: You know how she can isolate herself if she takes away all of her senses and she can go to that dark room and see people? There's this part where she's doing that, and she's got a mountain of bloody Kleenex next to her. That can't be healthy. Like she's gonna get anemic.
0: And I'm like, do they that's why I was wondering maybe later on they're like, like her boyfriend's like, hey yo, I don't think we should be joking with your stuff when you just be like, you know, bleeding everywhere. I don't think that's a good idea. But he's like, Yeah, we're gonna make these things move. Do that thing again. I'm like,
4: really? Should we
0: do that? Yeah,
2: they address that. They address that a little bit. Um, My question for you, Dan, I'm going to try to be as cryptic as I can. Um, Last episode, what did you think of that song?
1: (laughs) I think I might be one of the few people that actually enjoyed that scene. I watched it three times. I loved it, man. Like, what's wrong with it? I don't, you know, it's. Total 80s. Yes. And I get the cheese factor of it all and everything, but. They sounded good, so that made it even better. But no, I actually was smiling the entire time. I think that scene needed to be in there because- My wife hated it. (laughs) Yeah, most of the people that I know hated it. Steve, I think you'll hate it.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. You may hate it, but you like the song. Here's what I will tell you. I love Napoleon Dynamite, and I never watch the dancing scene. I always fast forward through it because I just can't do it. I cannot do it. It's too uncomfortable for him.
1: Everybody's got that thing that makes them way too uncomfortable to watch it. I get it. You're almost like embarrassed for them.
0: Yes, I can't do it. Like if someone's singing a song and they're not really singers, I'll be like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do
1: this. I think without giving it away, I think what I liked about this scene is that it has to do with a character that Dustin talks about. Throughout the show, you should know what I'm talking about at this point, Steve, because it's the very first episode.
0: And I don't think this is a spoiler because I don't think that it doesn't change how they get rid of whatever evil they're getting rid of, right?
1: No, but it's, it's, well, then it's there, there's a bit of a there's weight to it. Was way too Yeah, there's weight to it. That's a good way of putting it. So I'm going to leave it alone. But it does. that scene answers a question that's kind of like running throughout the entire series. So when that actually comes into fruition, I I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It actually put a smile on my face. But I have heard a lot of people say they just hate it. Okay. Uh, A couple other notes I made. I really like Erica this season. She's fucking hilarious, man. This kid, like at first she starts off and she's super annoying. And everything she says is smart ass. And I'm like, okay, I've seen this character a million times. But she's really smart. And they give her some of the best lines in the series. And Erica has kind of like won me over. It took a while. I think right around like episode five or so, I really started appreciating her character. But she's sassy. And I just like that shit. And I think she's really great. And then the other thing that I was going to say, and yes, this is a little bit mean. But Charlie Heaton, who plays Jonathan Byers, dude looks terrible. Like, he looks like he just did an eight ball before he started filming or something like that, man. <laughs> he looks bad. He looks really bad. And, and I know that I can't get that Coke reference out of my head because it was in the papers and everything and all, the, all over the Internet. But he actually got busted. I think it was season two right after season two. He got busted for with uh, cocaine at the airport. So maybe yeah. that's why I keep thinking about it. But he just has that face, man. He just looks terrible. I can't get past it. And I kind of think that he's I'm going to get mean again. I think that Jonathan Byers is an unnecessary character like they Gail and I were actually hoping that they were going to kill off him and Nancy at some point because they don't really serve that big of a purpose in the show. At least I don't think so. They're sort of like my least likable characters. So I don't know. I could kind of do without either of them, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, it's that plot line that, you know, you you have to go through, but it's just kind of a pain to get through.
1: Q, what do you think about this, man? There was this one scene, and uh, again, folks, sorry for being cryptic, but it has to do with Will. Will is upset because he's noticing some things are going on with his friends, and things are starting to change, right?
2: Yep, I know exactly what you're going to say. And
1: they have this conversation after a game of D&D outside. It's it's, uh, Mike and Will, and Mike tells him, he says something to him like, you know, uh, it's not my fault that you don't, yada, yada, yada do you think that's a reference to like sexuality or anything like that? Or do you think it's just a, uh, like, I couldn't tell if they were just trying to like do some foreshadowing or if it's going to be just one of those things where it's like, you know, will just hasn't grown up yet because maybe he was set back from the upside down or he's just the one kid that didn't develop yet. You know what I mean? I, did you, did you get yeah. anything out of that?
2: Um, I mostly took it as what you were saying in the latter. Um I just thought that like, it didn't DH him, obviously, but it just it made him not really care for girls at that time, because like he's I mean, he's he's probably still very much messed up. Right. You know, I I can understand. That. So, like, I could see the last thing he wants is to be in any relationship. Um, He just wants to be with his friends because he's almost died twice.
1: Yeah, he probably just really needs that camaraderie because they were the ones that got him through all the way through so far. Now it's going away because their interests are changing. So yeah, it was one of those things where I figured that was probably going to be the case. But I know I'm not the only person to think about that. Like that's kind of an odd line to throw out there just to leave it hanging. So maybe we'll come back to it. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, man, I think the whole thing was great. There's just something about Murray Bauman that I just... He he makes this show and they have like a bromance with him and Alexi. That is like perfect. I was really sad to see how that ends up and I'll leave it at that. Uh Speaking of Murray Bauman, did you guys know that you could actually call? There's a part where he gives out his home number. He gives it to Joyce and she calls somebody and then she gives him that number. Do you know that you can actually call that number and there's a message that you can hear?
2: Yeah, I actually did that today.
1: Oh, so it's back up. Okay, cool. Because we tried it one day and I think maybe just so many people were calling that it just went to like a voicemail thing. But Steve, have you heard this?
0: Like, I don't even, I wouldn't even have thought of dialing the number. Like, I thought it was one of those New York things where it's like 432-555-5553. I'm like, yeah, why would you, anybody dial that number?
1: Well, I don't know if he was the first person to do it, but Brett Gelman put it out on Instagram. He just put like a. That's hilarious. Note. But uh, yeah. I have it if you want to hear it, or if you want to just find it out on your own. I don't know if that's a, really a spoiler. What do you think? You you think that's a spoiler?
2: Um, I think it'll have a better payoff once you finish the series, but I don't think it's a big spoiler. Uh, fun fact: that's because it starts with six one eight. That used to be my area code when I was uh, when I was growing up. Where was this? Um, it was in Belleville, Illinois. A 618 area code was 618.
1: Where, you know what, where are they from anyway? Like where's, where is uh, Hawking? Indiana. Indiana, that's it. Okay. I don't know any of that Midwestern shit. Right. <laughs> <Illinois> is around <laughs> there. <laughs> so. I don't know. I mean, I can't even get out of town, man. I, I, I don't know this geography I don't know that draft. bullshit. I didn't go to school for that. <laughs> Ridiculous nonsense. Now I'm going to play it real quick for the hell of it. It plays off of season three. I do not think that this is a spoiler, but here we go.
3: You have reached the residence of Murray Bauman. Mom, if this is you, please hang up and call me between the hours of 5 and 6 p.m. as previously discussed, okay? If this is Joyce. Joyce, thank you for calling. I've been trying to reach you. I, I have an update. It's about, well, it's a, it's probably best if we speak in person. It's not good or bad, but it's something. <clears throat> If this is anyone but my mother or Joyce, well, <laughs> you, you think you're real clever getting my number, don't you? Well, here's some breaking news for you. You're not clever. You're not special. You are simply one of the many, many Nimwits to call here, and the closest you will ever get to me is this pre-recorded message. So, at the beep, do me a favor, hang up and never call here again. You are a parasite. Thank you and
1: good day. I just like when they do that kind of stuff, man, how they give you some extra fun things to get you into the show. But again, probably my my highlight character, save for like Erica and of course Robin. I love Brett Gelman's character on this one. Fantastic. Yeah, it was
2: a, it was a cool nod for sure.
1: Being that we really can't say that much about it, you know, we don't want to ruin it for people. It is still fairly fresh and not everyone can sit and just consume as much television as we do. Probably going to leave it there, but is there any other final notes before we give a rating? I really love Winona Ryder. I'm watching Heathers
2: right now because I just need a Winona Ryder fix.
1: Heathers is one of my favorite movies, man. Every single character in that is fucking fantastic, but Christian Slater and Winona Ryder together are something special. Have you seen Heathers, Steve? No. Oh, good God, man. We got to get this fixed. Where are you watching? Is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix right now, yeah. Yeah, dude, check it out. You're going to like that one, Steve. I promise done deal so let's go ahead and rate it uh steve we'll give you like a handicap on that one since you haven't seen everything but uh we'll start with you from what you've seen so far what's your rating
0: two bloody noses
1: two bloody noses fair enough all right two out of five bloody noses quentin what do you think i'm gonna give it a four out of five new cokes nice oh nice I'm with Quentin on this one. I really enjoyed this season. I plan on watching it again. I am going to go ahead and give it four out of five strawberry slushies.
2: Oh, dude! Oh, wee. Oh. I should have said I should have said uh, carnival animal or carnival stuffed animal.
1: Oh yeah! God damn it! I, I can't say anything. But Steve, hurry up so we can talk about this man. Finish this. I know up. for real. I will. I will get on it. I will get on it. No question. Totally think it's worth the watch. I really do. They're back. And I'm hoping that we're going to get a season four. No, actually, I just heard recently, if anyone can correct me on this, let me know. I think they've already started filming it. Oh, they have. Yeah, they've talked about it. Because why? I mean, that's the thing. It's like because they're growing up super fast. Yeah, you got to go quick on this. But I'm actually surprised that Netflix is doing this for them because we know the whole season three cancellation thing that they love to do.
0: Yeah, because they're going to be dropping off in viewers. And they're like, why would we continue making it? We could just get a brand new one that people start watching again.
1: Yeah, it definitely isn't a perfect season. It's got its flaws. But for what it's worth, man, yeah, I think it's Stranger Things is one of the best things still on Netflix. So I love it. Nice. What we got next, brother? I think we've all seen Spider-Man Far From Home. Steve, you just saw it yesterday, yeah? I did. And what were your thoughts? Okay, here's the thing.
0: Here's what I recommend everyone that goes to see this movie. Um, be in the mindset of a high school comedy. Do not go into this thinking you're going to watch a jam-packed. Because what they did was they they prepped you for a follow-up to Endgame. Right. It is, but it's a follow-up to how a teenager would react to the things that happened in Endgame. There is some really good fighting scenes, but I would recommend people going into this as a. High school comedy, and as a high school comedy, I loved it.
1: It's got some John Hughes feel to it a little bit.
0: Exactly. It's a high school, fun comedy. I loved it for what it was. Um uh, I loved I mean Tom Holland's a star. Zendaya's a star, which we'll get to later on again. She's fantastic. Um, I thought that, uh, I mean, let me tell you, Gyllenhaal, Jake Hall knew exactly what movie he was in Yes, and just did what the, he had, He had no illusions as to what he was doing, and I think he got, it's almost as if he finally got a chance to do something he's been wanting to do for a while, and he got it out of his system. <laughs> he's like, that was fun. Um, everyone in this movie, I just loved. I thought it was a fantastic, uh, a great follow-up to Endgame from a High school students' point of view, what would you do if you just wanted to enjoy your life as a teenager? Fantastic. And you lost someone that you loved. Great. Wonderful. I enjoyed it. What did you think? Quentin.
2: Well, I saw this twice, opening night, and then I actually saw it, I think, two days ago because I wanted to give myself time to really just kind of digest everything because- the first time that I saw it, I honestly wasn't that big of a fan of it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was fun. Like there are, there are scenes, Steve and Dan that put a smile on my face. (laughs) Yeah, I was smiling the whole time, man. Yeah. Like the, the whole molten man battle. Like I was smiling ear to ear, but like there are moments where I'm just like, what, like what the hell is going on? And then, I don't know. Like I, those two post-credit scenes. I mean, are we getting into spoilers or are we just keeping it light?
1: Uh, you know what? I think that spoilers have been hit on a lot of podcasts. So I say, go for it.
2: All right. Uh, the first post-credit scene I cheered, I was hooping and hollering to see uh, JK Simmons come back. But that last one, I was just like, what? I don't, come on. <laughs> like I didn't like, I didn't need that, you know? But yeah, like the second time I saw it, I kind of put all that behind me and I said, let's do this again. I had so much fun the second time. Like I was laughing harder mm-hmm. and I just, like I said, I don't know why, but I like was smiling bigger during the scenes that I said I smiled before and I enjoyed the the hell out of this movie. And the last, like the last line that is said is by Samuel L. Jackson, you know, and he's like, where's, who's got my shoes? You know, I was
0: cracking up and so good.
2: I don't know. Like, it it was like, I don't know if I was just in a funk the first time, but this second time, I, I loved the movie. Like, I had so much fun, um, seeing it. And I mean, I'm always a big fan of Tom Holland's Spider Man. It does blow my mind that I'm older than him. So I know that my shot to be Spider Man is done for. (laughs) But like, it, it amazes me how long or how much this kid has grown up, like, just from, civil war to now like we've seen him as spider-man for four years in a row and killed it yeah like he yeah he's doing great and well i should yeah 2016 17 yeah four um so like it it's amazing that he has such a good cast of characters with him uh jb is it jb smooth jb smooth yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: i enjoyed his humor but i knew that like a lot of it was definitely um It had to be improv. Oh, for
0: sure. I don't even know what he was doing in this movie.
2: Yes. And that's the thing. Like he. Well, I mean, there's a whole story about it. I think I think they touched on it on another podcast. But like
1: if I may, I think I know which podcast you're talking about. Let's just get this out of the way real quick. That if you want a super, super, super thorough breakdown where you're starting to get plot theories and. I mean, it's it's one of the most informative podcasts you're going to find when it comes to the, to the Spider-Man movie. Uh, go to Pop Culture Leftovers. They did a fucking awesome job on that one, man. If you guys haven't heard that one yet, they break it down in so many ways that... And Brian brings up some shit that just made my jaw drop. Like, he really did the homework on this one. And the reason that I'm plugging it is because I learned some shit that I did not know about this. I learned a lot about this. Oh movie. yeah. So and there's just all these little fun facts and things. So I didn't mean to break up the conversation, but quite honestly, we are not going to do the the thorough breakdown that they did. And it's a shame if you don't listen to it. If you enjoyed this movie, you need to listen to that episode.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's three and a half hours of them just talking about a movie that like you can tell that they are passionate about. So um, but yeah, like like kind of what he was, what kind of what you were saying, uh, JB Smoove, He came from an Audi commercial that he did with Tom Holland, and like the they loved him so much that they put him into this movie. So yeah. that was a that was kind of why he just um, killed him on a
1: commercial, yeah, and then got the part. They wrote him in.
2: Like the the one thing that I wish could have changed because I love Mysterio, and I love it even more that he shares the same name as me. Because you don't get that a lot in a lot of superhero, like anything.
0: Oh, like, yeah. Quentin.
2: You never get a character named Quentin.
0: That's true. You know? yeah.
2: And for Jake Gyllenhaal to be able to say or to be able to play a character named Quentin and to have Tom Holland slash Peter Parker say Quentin a few that's times, true. it that's did enough true. for me. You know, that's real. But I do not like the name Far From Home. I never liked it.
0: Yeah, that is a weird. name. It sounds a like a, a movie about a dog. Yeah. Right. <laughs> one of those, one yeah. of those traveling dog's back to home, home movies. Yeah. yeah. Far from like, home. That is so weird.
2: I don't like the name. And I mean, there are so many speculations of people saying like, oh, cause he's going to be out in space, you know, like they're saying like he's going to still be out there from Endgame or whatever. And I mean, yeah, I get it, but it's just not, I don't know. I just didn't care for the name. So that, I mean, that's my only like really big complaint is that I wish they titled it better. Like, something a little more with the Myster- with Mysterio or something of that. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I,
0: I
1: think the movie was great.
0: Nice. What about you, Dan? Well, first of all, am I
1: safe to assume that they're doing a thing? Like, if you have Homecoming and then you have Far From Home, is that the theme that they're going with? Like, they're all going to be around home? Or do you think that's just a weird coincidence that they named it that?
0: I'm sure that they were doing a thing for these two. Yeah. For sure. I don't know if the next one's going to be home. Just wondering.
1: I was I was really hoping that
2: they were going to do, like, high school things that are big, you know? Like, I thought the – I mean, because the first one was Homecoming. And I thought the second one would be something with, like, prom-oriented. And then the next oh, yeah. one <laughs> yeah, would smart. be, like, Spider-Man. Graduation. Gra-
1: graduation yeah. yeah. That would have been very cool, too.
0: Now, what I did – I did like the – for me, the, the ending scenes were pretty – uh, I thought it was funny, the second one and the first one. The first one, I my jaw dropped. My oh, yeah. jaw literally dropped because at first it glitches in what he's saying. And I was like, oh, they're not going to let him say the name. And then he says, I was like, oh my God, what? Yeah. And so, yeah, I like that. But to you, Dan, what did you think about the, the movie?
1: What I like about these Spider-Man movies, like you're saying, they don't feel, it's not like you're going to see Endgame. It's not like an Iron Man movie, though there are there are a lot of elements, obviously, in this one that that flirt with Iron Man a lot. But these movies feel completely different than all of the rest of them. And that's what I like about them. They feel high school. They feel like we were saying it's like a high school movie, like a John Hughes movie. And that's what I think gives it the charm. Tom Holland is just outstanding. Personally, he's my favorite Spider-Man. I don't know about you guys, but I never really cared for Tobey Maguire very much. Even though I liked the Raimi series, I just didn't really care for Toby Maguire. That's I don't know, a personal thing, whatever. And I really liked how they're like the chemistry is a lot better with Zendaya now and him. She, she does a fantastic job in this. Whereas she came off a little snarky in the first one. She still has that, but you can tell that it's just a front and there's actually some feelings in there. And I think she did really great. I'm cool with John Favreau and uh, well, I should say the names happy and, and the aunt may. I know that pissed a lot of people off, but I like that little thing that they were doing with them and how they're flirting with like a summer romance, if you will. And Hall just kills it, man. There's very few movies where I don't like him but this one, he's in his bag, and if even if you like look at like the press conferences, all the press junkets that they're doing, like he's having a blast with this. He he definitely did something with Mysterio. I think they picked the right person for him. I hope that I see him again because he he's one of the cooler looking villains that I've seen. Uh, I have to say, probably yeah, they're kind of doing it right in, in the Marvel universe, but particularly with you know Spider Man. Like I loved Vulture. I think he makes a fine addition to the to the rogue gallery or the uh, Sinister Six rather. And yeah, everything about it was great, man. Love J.B. Smoove. I like the fact that he was just obsessed with witchcraft all the time. <laughs> Witches. <laughs> yeah. That was Witches. The best thing. He
2: just kept saying, as a man of science. Witches. <laughs> I only saw it one time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was a man of science. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he was like, he was the guy from Curb. That's who he played. He was homeboy from Curb, grown up, and now a teacher. <laughs> Well,
1: JB's move definitely has a thing that he does, and he definitely brings that to this, you know what I mean? But what really got me about this movie that I was not expecting, and I guess we can get into spoilers on this one, is the the addition of the scrolls. I wasn't expecting that. So that just takes it down a whole other territory. And again, I recommend listening to Pop Culture Leftovers for this because they really get into that. But if you start thinking about it, how long have the scrolls really been there? How long has Nick Fury been out of this? Why is he out of it there? You know, it starts bringing up those kind of questions. Yeah. And no, but I, I didn't, there really wasn't anything that I didn't like about this movie. Uh, I really liked the scene in Mexico with the, you know, I don't know if that was supposed to be like the, uh, the sand. I know it's supposed to be the elementals of course, but at first when I was watching the commercial, I was thinking it was going to be like Sandman and maybe Hydra Man or something like that. Yeah. Not the case, but I think that what they did with all of those elementals, they were so on point with like their CG. It just looked fantastic. All of the fighting scenes are great. Matter of fact, I think that um, probably the best, some of the best Spidey stuff that I've seen so far happens at the end of the movie when they're having that final battle with the drones and just the way you know Uh Spider-Man moves and everything. Yeah, like I was just smiling the entire time with this movie. Yes. Laughing my ass off. There's just something so likable about all of the characters, even Flash Thompson. Yes. I actually kind of felt bad for him in this one. Like I think... I don't know if they're like grooming him to become like a villain later on because he certainly doesn't seem like anything more than just an asshole in this. He's not really a bully. You know, like if you take the Raimi story, it's a completely different character that you're working with here. Flash Thompson's more comical in this one here, but I like what they're doing. And of course, uh, what was that other character's name? Help me out with this one, Q. The, was it Brad? Oh yeah. The one that walks uh, in on him. Yeah. 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 I like what they did with that. And how they, you know, they explain the whole blip factor, how, you know, what happens with the blip and how some people age, some people didn't, all of that was just great. And Marvel just has this way of like weaving everything together, man, and just making mm-hmm. it work. I know sometimes that there's like issues with like the time frame of things and everything, but yeah. you just have to, like we've talked about in the end game episode, there's just something that's going on with Marvel that they're doing that nobody else is doing. And the way that they put these things into place and then like put them down for a while and then they pick back up again, like five, six years later, you know, it's just amazing. And I, I don't think that there's anyone out there that's doing anything like this, man. There's just something about Marvel movies. I don't necessarily like drink the Kool-Aid with them though. Like I know when we did the, um, the captain Marvel review, I liked it a little better than I actually liked that movie. Like after I went and saw it again, I still think that it falls a little bit flat for me. In fact, I think that this movie is a far, not that I'm comparing of course, but I do think it's a better movie. Um, so they you know they have some bumps in the road in my opinion but the way that they're able to encapsulate this whole world and and then And set up like shit that we're not even thinking. There's things in this movie that we're going to find out later that we completely missed that have to do with something down the road that hasn't even been filmed yet. You know, I think it was a great way to pay homage to Tony. Some people said that maybe they, they did a little too much Tony stuff like with the glasses and everything. But I think it was all great because if you think about it, that was his mentor. It was almost like a father figure to him. So of course he's going to be dealing with this kind of thing and he's going to be dealing with that struggle. Totally. And You know, like the first movie, Peter Parker just wanted to be, you know, ever since like uh, Civil War, he wanted to be that superhero. He wanted to be an Avenger. Then he finds out what it's like to be an Avenger. And in this one, he's dealing with, ooh, maybe that's a bit much for me. I think I need to take a step back and just be a kid for a while. And of course, he's not given that chance to do so. So I like the the storyline that they're doing with him, the transition of he's maturing. Basically, he's becoming a man. And I think that the way that it's going, I'm really hoping that the end scene says a little something because obviously we have J.K. Simmons. So I'm hoping that this next one, and it's not a big deal if it doesn't happen, of course, but I'm hoping that this next one, we're going to start seeing Peter Parker as a reporter or photographer dealing with um, J. Jonah Jameson. And I was just so happy to see him in that, man, because... Again, an impressive thing. They've actually taken one character from a completely different series and brought him into this one because he's totally worth it, of course. Yes. So, yeah, man, game on. I'm just so so ecstatic with the Spider-Man series. It's not my favorite Marvel movie by any means, but um, I really can't say anything bad about it, to be honest with you.
0: Well, my thing is, I think they should have called it Spider-Man Passing the Torch because that's what happened. They literally were like, what happened to Iron Man happened. You are now him he pretty much gave you the torch, officially. And I'm like, oh, they really just kept hammering it home. Like, no, you're the new guy. (laughs) You're him. And I'm like, you know, technically he is. He's going to be like a major thing. So I think they're pretty much making him that. And also it's like, I will go over the top from what you're saying, Dan, and I totally agree. I think there are like at the end There is a sequence regarding the drones that I will put up against any of the action, the fight sequences in Endgame. I will put up against any one of them.
1: No, I think I know exactly what you're
0: talking about, and I'll agree with you. It was mind blowing. I said every little dodge, like I would have to put it at half speed to see everything they did because he was dodging and. Stomping and throwing and move. I was just like, "This is crazy!" And it was what forty five seconds.
1: Yeah, but a stunning forty five seconds.
0: Stunning, G. Stunning. I said, and then all the stuff he was doing with the web during the different a different joint, like a proceed, uh, the one that preceded it, like twisting through and going through the pipes. And I said, "This is magic." Any other, um, any other like movie studio they would be building up to this movie for seven years. This would be their hit. This would be their major, here's what we gave you. This is just a here you go from Marvel.
4: This is just here. here.
1: Yeah.
0: Just, no biggie. No, don't Long get too excited. Movies, studios, There'll be more. Don't, yeah, <laughs> no biggie. This would be the pinnacle of any other studio. Right. The pinnacle. This was just like a here you go a few months after a monster. And so, dude, look, I'm going to rate it. I'm going to give this thing now, mind you, considering five is a classic, a classic movie. So I'm going to give this a solid um, three Ediths.
1: Yeah, I wanted to talk about that a little bit more. It's OK that you rated, but I got a yeah. little bit more to say. I love that. I love Edith. I, that is so Tony right there. Even dead, I'm the hero, like still Tony's dude, being Tony from the dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Fucking fantastic.
0: I was like, oh, I didn't know he was going to have anything to do. It was a cool little surprise. I was like, oh, this is cute. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, look, like you said, is it my favorite Marvel movie? It just, it doesn't have to be. It's just a solid, another touchstone in their huge monster of like, I mean, good grief, dude. They're just good at what they do.
1: I just said that I have nothing bad to say about the movie. And I don't think this is really that the case, but it does kind of concern me. Like how many people know the identity of Peter Parker now? Like when he goes into that bar and he's talking to Mysterio, he's just sitting there with the, with the mask off. He's always taking his mask off. So it makes me wonder, like, do you think that's going to come into play later? Because that whole entire crew of people, when Mysterio stands up and he's like giving his speech, all of those people saw Peter Parker. So many Told people me. know who he is, and of course now it's everyone it's has. everyone knows, right? Uh-huh. So I wonder how do you, how do you think they're going to go about that? Do you think that they did that intentionally because they know that they're going to fix it later? Is it a plot hole or something that they just overlooked? It doesn't seem to me that Marvel would do that.
0: Well, remember on the Into the Spider Verse, everyone knew who Peter Parker was too. And it, remember, and then uh, I think they're going to, I would not be surprised of what Marvel does. They're very good at what they do, but I think that him, Peter Parker being Spider-Man is not going to be any different than any other, you know, like high school superhero where he's like the most popular person now. He's just going to be the most popular man on the face of the planet. But I I don't, I don't see how it's going to affect how he rolls. It's just like everyone knew Iron Man was Tony Stark. They just know who you are now.
1: I guess so. But that's 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 different though. I mean, I'm not gonna act like I've read every Spider-Man comic or anything like that because I have it. But there is that element of mystery to him still. So it <laughs> just it just kinda I don't know. It's not a bad thing, but it did sort of concern me a little bit. Like do they know what they're doing? Are they doing this intentionally?
0: Oh, you know Mar you know Marvel is you know. I think so, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're going to be on. They're like, yeah, we did this knowing something on the next go around. We
1: know. What are your thoughts, Quentin? Talk to me, brother. Um, In
2: terms of everybody knowing his identity, I mean, it's the, the main thing that they always go over is he doesn't want people to know he's Spider-Man because he doesn't want them to go after his loved ones. And we've seen that time after time in the Raimi films. And then we've seen him in even the Mark Webb films. So my biggest thing is like I still wonder if they're building this Sinister Six because they had Matt Gargan um in that, in a couple scenes in Homecoming, like on the uh, on the boat, and then as a post credit scene, talking to Michael Keaton. So I'm still wondering if they're gonna be setting up that Sinister Six. And now that they all know that he is Spider Man, that uh Peter Parker is Spider Man just makes you wonder, like, what are they going to do? Because, I mean, MJ is in danger. Aunt May is in danger. I mean, everybody who knows Peter is in danger now. I mean, we even saw that with Quentin Beck's character because he told Ned and MJ, and they were, you know, they almost died because he told them. I mean, like, he he can't keep a secret. And I know he talks to his best friend. I mean, that's that's that relationship that he has with his best friend, but, like, the dude can't, can't keep from taking his mask off and talking, like just telling everybody everything. So I don't know. It just makes me wonder where it's going to go. Like I seriously have no idea where this third movie is going to take us.
1: What were your thoughts on the night monkey?
2: The night monkey was great. And I do want to say, cause you were talking about him taking his mask off all the time. I don't know why, but I am not a, like everybody in the MCU that wears a mask in the movies like it just it's just like a a screen basically like it it'll just digitally come off like uh Black Panther his digitally comes off yeah it's all that nano technology yeah like i don't i'm tired of it i'm tired of seeing like every superhero basically have that tech where they just whoop and it's off you know like i miss the old pulling on the actual mask to take it off you know and so i really enjoy that they brought that back with Night Monkey and then also um his new suit like it wasn't all digital like um like the Scar- uh, almost the scarlet spider the uh iron spider suit.
1: Peter didn't want to be known as Spider-Man when he's in Europe, right? Like he didn't that was a big secret to him. So the seamstress comes in, she makes him this outfit and it's a black outfit, but the face is still fucking Spider-Man. He's got the spidey eyes and everything like that. I found that kind of funny like why are you going to disguise him with a face that looks exactly like spider-man
2: and i mean i know that it was most likely a nod to spider-man noir sure which i mean it was great but yeah they i mean they did they made him pretty much the same but you gotta you gotta admit that masquerade mask that he wore when he's like i can help i yeah (laughs) i can i'm really strong and i'm sticky like that is classic peter and so it was just (laughs) very interesting to see what they did Uh, In terms of the suits, I mean, we saw like we saw all the suits that he's had so far in this movie. I mean, even his homemade suit made it come made it come back.
1: Oh, yeah. Was that in the uh, because I only saw it that one time was it. And by the way, while I was watching, I forgot to mention that the theater was packed and the guy that came in and sat next to me like right when the movie started was like the size of professor hulk like he was just this huge huge guy like when he sat down my body just went to the left that's how big he was and he smelled like hot, and he smelled like hot sandwiches the entire time so i was dealing oh, with the distraction of being kind of pushed to the side and smelling like funky sweaty hot sandwiches from this guy so there are a few things that I do intend to go back and watch again. In fact, tomorrow we're going to go check it out in 4DX. I was really hoping to do that today, but I got in late last night and I didn't get a chance to buy the tickets, but um Nice. Yeah, man. Do you guys have 4DX over there? No. Do you know what it is, right? No. 4DX is the theater where you go into you go in uh, I think they're recliner seats. I'm not entirely sure how that works because I haven't seen the theater yet. But if it snows in the movie, it snows in the theater. If it rains and so forth, I mean, you're not going to get soaked or anything like that. But yeah, uh,
2: shit, I wouldn't like that smell.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't go see a porn movie, that's for sure. But like, <laughs> <laughs> bring your umbrellas. Right? Yeah, you bring your like, like a Gallagher show. But what I really like about it is it sold me. Like, I want to go see it now. Was the scene that Steve's talking about with all those drones and fighting and everything? I think that. Those action scenes are going to do one of two things. It's going to make me a, a total believer in 4DX, or I'll never go back again because I'm going to get motion sickness. So this, I thought that this would be a really good one to try it out on. I'm going to kind of like prep myself for Star Wars because I definitely want to see it in Star Wars. I wanted to do that today, so I had more to talk about with it, but I just didn't get a chance to. But tomorrow, I'll check it out. Yeah, please let me know because you know that sounds really yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. Let me know too.
1: Yeah, I, I don't.
0: Yeah, I've never been there.
1: It ain't cheap. I'll tell you that much. I think it's 21 bucks in the day and 28 at night. So it's going to be one of those things where you, yeah, well, you know, it's expensive anyway, but you make it a treat and do it every once in a while. But, um, yeah, I'll let you know. Cause I'm probably going to go do that tomorrow morning. Quentin, what do you give it? Um, I'm gonna, I, and it's crazy. Cause I mean, Steve
2: literally was doing backflips while he was reviewing this thing. Um, but, and I, I felt like I didn't have the same energy as him. <laughs> It's hard to do.
3: I've been trying oh to do
1: that God. for about three years. I can't. Get, I, I just can't Stop. match it.
2: But I'm going to have to give this 3.5. Oh. What, what was your, what was your, uh, what was the word of choice? You went with
1: Edith glasses, right? Edith? I did. I went with Edith glasses.
2: Can I go 3.5 out of five fishbowls?
1: For sure. I like that. I was going to do that one myself. Oh, uh, shit. No, no worries. It's okay. I, too, will give it 3.5 out of five fishbowls. Great movie nice! not a perfect movie um, maybe a classic, but for now I'm gonna go ahead and give it a nice solid 3.5 yeah,
2: and that's can, fair. I, can I go ahead and just throw and like shower you guys with a little uh like nostalgia just from me? Sure for sure um, Mysterio's character is very sacred to I feel like my generation because growing up we didn't have comics being like the the big medium. For um, superheroes, it was superhero Mm -hmm. movies. You know, superhero movies and superhero video games. So, Sam Raimi... Like, I'm trying to set the the scene for you guys. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 just came out in theaters. Me, I was... I can't even tell you. Like, it was... Because the movie came out in, like, 2004, I believe. And I was probably 9 or 10. And... When that came out, I asked my mom, Can I please get Spider Man 2, the video game? She goes, Well, you got to pay for it. So, Spider Man 2 was the first video game I ever got for PS2. And it, like, obviously was more expansive than the movie. And they had a level which had Mysterio in it. I remember that. And, like, yeah. And, like, you were going through all these trials, and Mysterio, like, he's just throwing all these smoke and mirrors at you. And, all these illusions and like you're in a stadium and then like you're in a room full of clocks. And then like you have to race through New York, which is all illusions. So like you're racing through, I don't remember what it actually was. And like, you have to find him in like a convenience store, run to him and just punch him once. And that destroys Mysterio. And like, they did that in this movie. They made that happen from a 2004 video game into a like movie that also has all these relationships that we talked about and Jake Gyllenhaal did such a great job and it's his voice he made such a great ominous voice like that was another scene during the whole illusion that I was seriously just sitting there and smiling because I'm like this is what it needed to be and we had the technology to be able to back it up like the CGI was perfect
1: yeah man it just keeps getting better and better like I think the only time that I thought it looked a little funky, and it wasn't even necessarily CGI, it was when Peter, right at the beginning in Venice, when Peter's like hopping across the water. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was, it it, it looked a little shoddy, but other than that, everything is just incredible in this, man. And that's, that's actually something that I'm going to talk about in just a second about as far as CG goes, modern CG. But yeah, I agree with you, man. It just looked great.
2: Because like, I don't think uh, Peter was in, or I'm sorry, Tom Holland was like, In a single frame. I think that that was all just computer
1: generated. I'm not entirely sure how much of that was CG, but I think that was probably a good 90% CG. All of that. I would even say 98. Maybe so. Yeah. But it's getting to the point where it's just fucking flawless.
0: I think if I had one gripe to pick, it is when Mysterio is doing that little thing to Spider-Man to make him confused. If you actually break down the logic behind the practice of that, there's no way you could do that. Like, in order for me to fight Spider-Man and make a bunch of illusions happen around him, I would have to think about every possible thing Spider-Man's going to do. He has webs. He can literally just fling himself out of that building and you are now no longer in control of what happens around him. I was like, well, then there's no way to... to to practice that and remember when he practices it he has to practice it in that building because he makes him fall onto a car so that means he has to know where that building stops what monsters to put in front of him to make him fall onto that car and then he makes him sling his web onto a crane instead of himself and pull the crane onto himself it was just you can't practice that no you got a point you have you have to let that go yeah You you have to let it go you have to be like You know what? Now you're overthinking it. Just enjoy. Yeah. It's just too rehearsed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it's that suspension of disbelief that we talk about all the time. That's how movies are made, man. That's what they, they just, they, they, they ask very little from you. other than that.
0: Exactly. The fact that I didn't think about it during the movie means that I was in. It's just, when I left, I was like, how do you practice that? You have someone stand in for Spider-Man for you. (laughs) And so I, you just, you can't think of that. And I should have said it because now whoever hasn't seen it might go in there and be like, huh. (laughs) <laughs> Good point. So, yeah, I, I still loved it. But anyway, yeah. I didn't know this,
1: and apparently he was in Homecoming as well, and I completely missed this man. William Ginteriva, who's played by Peter Billingsley. Did you know Peter Billingsley? Did you recognize him in this movie? No. You know who I'm talking about? No. Fucking Ralphie, man, from The Christmas Story.
0: Oh, he was the guy behind the... um, the uh, He was, he was his tech. Illusions. He
1: was Mysterio's yeah. tech, yeah. I didn't uh-huh. recognize him at all. I mean, I guess we all age and we look a little bit different, but... I was just, oh, freaking yeah. Ralphie's in this now. So yeah. And yeah. I guess he was in the other one too. Um, I think we're gonna be seeing more of him.
2: Hopefully. I do too. I'm really excited to see what he becomes because he's I mean, I I'm I'm sorry to say it, but he he's a goofy looking guy. So like they can't give him, you know, like I don't even know. Like they can't give him Graven or somebody, you know, like a big staple. Like he has to be something very um. Like fourth tier, like the tinkerer, you know how we got hints of him in Homecoming. So like he's going to be a lesser villain that I hope they beef up because they do that a lot. They like to beef up the villains that not everybody knows, which I I am very happy that they do for the MCU. And they're not just going straight to Green Goblin because I don't want Green Goblin or Norman Osborn at all until Peter is out of high school. Right. Like he's looking for a job. And he, like, runs into, like, even in college, like, he's looking for a job and his roommate is Harry, you know?
1: (laughs) We can all agree. Great movie, right? Great movie. Go see it. High recommendation. Now, when I'm hard on a movie, I like to have data to back it up or at least a fresh perspective to back it up. And, um, Uh you know, we've been talking this whole Endgame Avatar thing for quite a while now for obvious reasons. Uh Endgame still has not beat Avatar. On past episodes, Steve, you'll recall that I have been hard on this and said that it's really not a fantastic movie. Didn't really enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, I never knocked the CGI, I never knocked the technology that this movie came. You to, did not. And I appreciated that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I know that's why that was a that was a huge selling point when this movie first came out, because it was doing things that we had not seen yet. Very true. So the movie I'm talking about, of course, is Avatar and Evader a vader i decided that it would be a good idea for me since i'm talking so much smack about it to to throw it on again and just really see it with a fresh perspective which is what i did just the other night quentin i understand you did the same thing yep now before i go into this what are your thoughts on avatar
2: i mean i missed it like it it came out in 2009 i was a freshman in high school and i didn't care like it it never grabbed me so like the first time I saw it was actually in my biology class. My biology teacher just threw it on and I'm just sitting there watching it. And I'm like, this is the movie that everybody has been raving about. And that was the last time I saw it, it was in 2009 or 2010 when it came out on DVD. And I didn't go back since until, like I said, like a few days ago.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. I saw it one time in the theater. I, I know that it's been on television before and maybe I caught a scene here or there, but I never went back to it. So you know, fresh eyes, fresh perspective. Uh, before we get too into it, Quentin, what did you think?
2: Seeing it again after, you know, just this whole battle between Avatar and Endgame, um, it's it's really, really hard. And I mean, I, I don't know about you, Dan, but it is so hard to not be biased.
1: Yeah, no, no, you're 100% right.
2: Yeah, just with yeah. everything. I mean, the story is very thin. All of it really just hinges on do the effects do they take your breath away and i mean at that time yeah it 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 should have it should have done exactly that like sitting in a theater in 3d watching this film you would have to have your mouth open like it's just how how the movie was presented to you but like sam worthington i never cared for and sigourney weaver love her but not in this like i just a lot of the performances fell flat for me. The only person I really enjoyed was Zoe Seldana. And the yeah, like I said, like the story didn't didn't really do anything for me because you could tell how everything was gonna end. Right. And I don't I don't care for that. Like I don't want to watch a movie. I don't want to spend the money to watch a movie just to know how it's going to end. So that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. What about you, Dan?
1: Well, first, Steve, now you've when's the last time you saw Avatar?
0: Uh, when I saw it in the theater.
1: Okay, so it's been a long time too, but you have a very high, you have high regard for this movie, right? Is that safe to say?
0: For the, yes, for the, um, for the, the, the technical achievement of it, yes. Uh, plot, I thought, was outright offensive. Okay, and the fact
1: <laughs> that this movie has made so much money, we're going to go ahead and agree that it has to insane. do with the technology. No, but I'm saying we should all agree, right, that it's it's the technology part of it, Right yes oh yeah okay yes so i'm gonna say that i echo almost verbatim what quentin said yes going back and watching this movie again you know i just i was hoping that i was gonna get something out of it this time now we talked about this on the heroes of noise podcast community group we got into a conversation about it and it's pretty
0: safe y'all better join
1: yeah you should we'll talk about that more like we'll give you the information and i'm gonna put the link into the show notes so if you want to join the group i highly recommend you do just click the link there we are we got into this conversation on this thread about Sam Worthington being probably one of the most forgettable actors <laughs> so ever. Funny. Johnny Bucks was oh, the one that called it like it is.
0: Oh, that's so. But your response and a few other people's responses was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny that I was speak- I couldn't come up with a better thing. It was just so funny.
1: I don't know what it is because it was weird. He was kind of all over the place at that time. He was also doing what was it,
0: Clash of the Titans? He did. He was. They tried to push him like Kitch. They're still pushing Taylor Kitch.
1: Oh yeah, you talk about that sometimes. That's true.
0: Yeah, they were definitely trying to
1: make him a thing, and it just never really took off.
0: Never transpired. He must be related to someone in like Paramount. Maybe so. He's like he got a
1: cousin in there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I'm actually surprised. Now I get it that they're bringing him back because of the way that the movie goes and everything like that. But I'm surprised that they that James Cameron didn't go. Well, maybe I can just expand on this, but use a different actor. So kudos to James Cameron for being a good guy and believing in his man. You know what I mean? But yes. watching this movie again. Yeah, I my opinion didn't change, man. Like I I just didn't really get anything from it. I think the plot is just super thin Uh, Like Quentin said, I love Sigourney Weaver. I thought she was pure cheese in this movie, particularly at the beginning when he's first getting to know her. Like she is just a fucking walking cliche in that as far as the whole, you know, I'm the I'm the hard ass here and you're going to have to prove yourself to me. All of that stuff is just it's kind of just overdone. And this is a movie that came out in 2000. What was it? 2007? Is that when it came out? 2009.
2: 2009.
1: Sorry. You know, it was a trope back then. There's really no unique characters in this. You've seen these characters in other movies before, and that's a shame. But it is what it is. Now let's talk about the technology. Yes, I agree that back then that was something that no one was doing, and it just wowed people. Watching it now on a 4K television, I can say that it's still smooth as hell. Like it's it's the rendering's amazing. I don't even know how which long which is it ten years ago. Yes, however, Steve. I think that it's now, like what we were talking about with Spider-Man and some of the Marvel movies, like the CG. Yes, Marvel makes mistakes with their CG a lot of the time. But when they do it right, it looks just amazing, right? I think that Avatar did something like much like Jurassic Park did back in the day. It was something that we haven't seen before. Therefore, we were just completely wowed by it. Now, you go 10 years into the future, it still looks great. But now it kind of looks like a video game to me. The way that they move, you know, just the way that the angle, the, the quote unquote camera is that's moving around them. It had a real video game, like uh what are those called? Like the, you know, the interscenes in between uh levels, it the cutscenes, yeah. the cutscenes. Thank you. I don't play video games very much anymore, but it definitely felt that way to me you now, but it's not really taken away from it because it's not like they're going to just keep upgrading it as the, as the movie gets older. So I respect what it did back then. And I can't even say that it doesn't hold up anymore, to be quite honest yeah. with you.
0: Like, I can't. It's, yeah. it's still
1: really beautiful.
0: Because, cr- like, one year of CGI is the equivalent to what? How many years of... Because it's like, it jumps so far every year. Right. And the fact that that is still... And we're not considering the 3D yet. That 3D, it's just insane. Right. That it can still... But that story, dude. The story is just so weak. <laughs> Ugh.
1: You know, I mean, it had some cool parts in it. There were a few things. I, I liked some of, the, some of the battling that was done. I think that they yeah. I felt bad for some of those alien creatures that were getting killed because I don't like seeing animals die, even if they're alien animals, you know? So there, was mm-hmm. some, there were a few little things that kind of got me that way. But yeah, man, I, I think it's safe to say that after giving it a rewatch, I don't really, my opinion hasn't changed at all. I still think that Endgame is the better movie, but I can't argue with the feat that this thing has done. So, you know, I was hoping that I could say something more positive about it. But honestly, that is probably the last time that I'll watch that movie. Understandable. Unless when the other ones come out, they're just so awesome that I have to watch this one to maybe, you know, for whatever references or something like that. But yeah, I think I'm kind of done with the whole Avatar thing. James Cameron is going to really have to fucking wow me to for me to go in, and he's going to have to expand on what he's done with that technology. He's going to have to make it more modern for for 2019 or 2020, whenever. It, when's it coming out? Like 2021 or something like that?
2: Yeah, 2021 yeah. is uh, Avatar two. So like, and then every year till then,
1: right? And so like Steve's saying, you know, one year can make a huge difference with CGI. So he's really going to have to update that. I don't know what you guys think. I don't know if you, uh, Quentin, if you thought that it still looked great or if it lost a little something, but I just think he's going to have to outdo himself this time. Particularly since he's like, he's betting so much on these movies, you know, he's doing so much with these, he's going to have to do something different to really like, wow me again. I don't think that lightning's going to strike twice.
2: Yeah. It'll, it'll very much depend on what we see in the future. Did you see what he was doing? Re- or not recently I guess it was uh, maybe in like 2012 maybe even earlier but like he went to the deepest depths of the ocean yes to film
1: yeah it was like ghosts of the pacific or something I don't even know I think I might have just made up a title but I do know what you're talking about yeah. it came out in IMAX
2: right yeah. yeah so I'm very excited to see what footage he uses from that into Avatar 2.
1: Oh, hold up. Maybe I'm talking about something completely different. I remember when he did a movie that came out in IMAX that had to do with going into the depths of the ocean. But you're saying that he took footage specifically for Avatar? I think
2: so. I could be wrong. Please don't quote me on it. Um, that I think that's what uh, I read. And like I said, this was years ago, man. So that's that's why I'm saying please don't quote me. But I felt like he did that to capture some footage of just different animals uh different fish and all that to to also use maybe for uh avatar like the avatar sequels but like i said don't don't quote me on that
1: no that's actually pretty smart to do though you make one movie and just put some stuff to the side for the future yeah i don't know you know who am i kidding if we're still if i don't see us not doing this show when this comes out so more than likely i'm just going to see it so we can begin the conversation about it but I really think that that's going to be the main drive that gets me into the theater. It's not going to be because I can't wait to see what happens in Pandora again, you know. Right. I'm going to give it a, a a 2 out of 5. Oh god. I can't even pull any references from it, man. Like that that make me want to do it. Uh
0: 2 out of 5 is a lot.
1: What do you mean? Like like it's I like if I'm trying to go low, I should be going lower? Is that what you mean?
0: No, I'm saying that's not a bad rating. Well, again, I'm giving it the credit it's for the technology. It's a little technology. below average.
1: Yeah, it yeah. was a below average movie to me. But it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. Who was it that was just going off on the group about it? Uh,
0: Dude, is it better than uh, Aquaman? Yeah, everything's
1: better than Aquaman. <laughs> that Don't even fucking get me started on that movie, man. Seriously, like...
0: Who I knows? have never seen Dan so mad leaving a movie theater as that day.
1: I'm going to have to pull this up right now. It was David Isaac. I was just trying to remember who who wrote this. So hold on a second. You got to see this. That was so funny, dude. I don't know, Quentin, what'd you think of uh, Aquaman?
2: I did not enjoy that movie at all.
1: Okay, good man. <laughs> good. I I started
2: I started my 2019 year with that movie. We watched it um we watched it on New Year's Eve right when the ball dropped.
1: That's a fucked up way to start your year.
2: Yeah.
0: How bad <laughs> is that movie, dude?
2: Oh. Ugh.
1: And,
2: and I then watching
0: that. other people be like, it was good. I'm like, what? Yeah. First of all, you're They're taking crazy.
1: Aquaman, who really, I guess, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't bag him. Right on. Through. No, no, no. I just mean, he was never my favorite hero to begin with in the first yeah. place. But I'm sure he's a favorite to some. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get the whole turn him into a bro. I don't get you know what? Enough about Aquaman. We know we just go back and listen to like when that movie came out, listen to like the next six episodes of us. We just bash the shit out of that movie continuously. So yeah, no more thoughts on Aquaman. Anyway. Yeah. It was David Isaac that wrote something very strongly. He's got a very strong opinion about avatar. This was a cinematic Marvel with the 3d. Nothing had been seen so ridiculously clean and breathtaking in 3d, but as the story and movie go, it is generic. People are bad and do what they can to destroy a planet and oppose indigenous people. It's tropey as fuck. The acting is horrible and over the top. The dialogue is shit and predictable. The reason it stayed in the theaters for so long is because it was really fantastically beautiful and the cinematic achievement, which has not been seen since, you know, since that point. Totally yeah. agree with that. But, oh, God, what was it that they were trying to mine there in Pandora? When I, when I heard the name of it, I had just rolled my damn. Oh, balls. like Unobtainium. Unobtainium. That is the stupidest fucking name for something. That's totally like did. I can't think of anything Horrible. right now. Yeah. Oh, let's just call it Unobtainium. That was so
0: weird. Let's call it What You McCallitium. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Yeah.
1: Just everything yeah. about it, man. He hits the he hits the nail on the head. That it's just tropy as hell. And you know what? Not my favorite Giovanni Ribisi. I like Giovanni Ribisi Fair. a lot, man. But he's just such garbage in this movie. So, anyway. I mean, I've loved him since Boiler Room. I liked him when he was on Friends. As Phoebe's brother. well, oh, oh, you weren't a Friends guy? Hell no. Okay. You know what? That's another story. That's that's a whole other
0: Yeah, story. we're going to get into that. Yeah, later. we will get into that. I watched Living Single, the original Friends. Gee, wasn't there? Okay, I think two is not bad. But what were you going to give it to what, though? You never I know. I was trying the, to remember.
1: I can't think of anything that I want to... Like, you I, can I, say I,
0: Unobtainium. Yeah. I, you know what?
1: Yeah, I'm giving it two out of five grams of Unobtainium. There you go. Done deal. No love for that movie whatsoever.
0: That is totally fair. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Screw know, you, Avatar. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about, you it's going to be another Stranger Things with you and, and, and Q, because I only watched one episode.
3: Ooh.
1: We talked about this already, but I just briefly talked about it because, Steve, you hadn't watched it yet, and I, I wanted someone that I could really talk about this with. So yes. I'm glad you So I'll lay you.
0: in the cut while you guys go forth.
1: Okay, but since you've seen, what are you on? Two and a half episodes. One and a half. Okay, one and a half episodes. Tell me what you think about it so far.
0: We're talking about Euphoria. That's on HBO. Thank you. Starring Zendaya. Um, is her what's her homegirl's name? Oh, Hunter Schafer. Uh-huh. Sydney
1: Sweeney is in it. Uh, we got Eric yeah, Dane yeah. from. Um, I don't Eric
0: know. Dane was a okay. <laughs> yeah, you saw Eric Dane. <laughs> not to the not to the not to to, to sidetrack it, but. Did they de-age him? I don't think Did so. Did you see a little CGI in the beginning? No, I don't think so. Okay, fair. All right, um, so anyway, I'm watching uh Dan has been talking about Euphoria. Here's what I'll say about Euphoria. The first time I was I heard about it, I was watching the the um HBO trailers for it. I will say that whoever chose the trailer for euphoria is doing it a great disservice. Because it is nothing like the trailers. It is not some train-spotting thing. Some weird, not, you know, I wouldn't even call it train-spotting. There's another movie that's a better apt. I forgot the name of it, though. It's just some drug-addled, hallucinogenic, oh, that's what they made you think you're going in to watch. It's not that at all. It's an actual story. And it's a really well-done story. And I only watched it today because Dan texted me, he said, by any chance, have you watched Euphoria? And I was like, oh, that's right. That weird, psychedelic, Hunter Thompson-type show on HBO. I will watch a, I will watch a, a um, I'll watch a—a—I'll go ahead and watch an episode. I turned it on. Dan, it had me in five minutes. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. In five minutes, I was on. And literally, I should have went to Starbucks earlier, but I had to see what was happening in the second episode. I had to see, wait a minute, where does it go? And there's a a part that they do a switcheroo in the first episode, where a guy is really intimidating a girl and you're like, oh, I see where this is going. And it does not go that way. She turns the table so well that I was like, well done. She definitely, we all know her name now. Wow. Fantastic. I like this show. I am in, and if it keeps, if it's as good as it is now, I might not watch Big Little Lies until I'm done with this. This might take that place.
1: I totally feel you, man. I have good news for you. It gets so much better. Like, Oh my God, yes. Would you not agree? Oh, is it week to week? It's week to week, but you can watch the first Ah. four. No, you can watch the first four four episodes, man. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah.
2: Like, I need you to watch the fourth episode so we can talk about it. Oh, now
0: it's it's you two. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm in. All right. I'm in.
1: Quentin, please take it away, man. I want to know what you think about this. So I had
2: a friend tell me about this show and he was like, I'm giving you my HBO stuff. Watch this. So I said, okay, if you're doing, if you were that serious about me watching this show, I will give it a chance. So first episode loved it. Second episode. Okay. It's got it. Third episode. It was all right as well. Like it was, it was fun. Um, fourth episode blew me away and I am literally sitting here counting the minutes, the days, the seconds till episode five comes out because, it has me on the edge of my seat that last episode that came out was just so perfect and it's showing because you know i'm a very big imdb buff so i like try to look up everything i can i gave this a 10 on imdb and it's doing really well like it's got like a nine point something and it is very deserving of it because like without giving anything away just a score that is used throughout the whole episode the wall-to-wall music is exactly what you need for the setting that it puts itself in and like where the actual story is taking place and just so many things and I think I said this to you off air Dan like so many of the characters arcs and stories are coming to a head and it's only episode 4 right and like the way it ends the episode 4 the way it ends you're just sitting there like what in the actual hell is going to happen now
1: yeah, I was thrown on this last one because I didn't see it going the way that it's going. And I'm totally fine with how it's going now. Um, but I, I feel like I'm very curious to see what you're going to say, Steve, once you get to episode four. I I'm, I agree with Quentin, though this show has just sort of had me from like the opening scene. But what you see in the first episode, it's... I don't know. It, I compared it to the movie Kids back in the day. Like it's it's very intense. The the sexual, It's something that which you're not, was a
0: mind blower back. Yeah, th- a mind blower yeah. back then. Yeah, I
1: don't know if you've seen that one, Q. But you really should check out Kids if you haven't. It's um it's an alarming movie to say the least. But this is the vibe that it gave me. It had that just like oh shit, this is very real. We're seeing things that are really happening. As a parent, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. You know what I mean? Because there's just a lot of shit going on. The world has changed a lot since I was a teenager. And um, but what they're doing with this show, they go super, super intense on the first episode and then it lets up a little bit, but not too much. And we start learning the different character, you know, the, the different story arcs. And I really like how they do that, because, you know, you're, you'll you take one character and it'll go all the way back to when they're a kid and they'll just sort of give you like a they'll get you. Zendaya will get you up to speed or the character Rue will get you up to speed on on kind of like how they got to where they are. You know what I mean? And the stories are just so freaking dark and. But very real at the same so time. So good,
0: yeah. So good. I was so in.
1: You're gonna find that this show just really doesn't pull any punches. It, it makes you uncomfortable in a from a you know from a viewer standpoint in a very good way. It, it it hits the it just sticks the landing like every single time. I'm gonna go as far to say that, and I'll get into more, of course. But I'm gonna go as far as to say that this is probably my favorite show on television right now. That's how much I'm enjoying Euphoria. It's just it's so good, man. And it gives me so much more respect for Zendaya because I I kind of thought she was just sort of like making her way as a, because I don't know any of her Disney stuff or anything like that. So whenever I would see her, which truthfully was just the, was a homecoming as MJ, she was just a little snarky, snotty, like kind of, I don't give a shit character, but no, there's way more to her, you know? And you, and when she's hurting or when she's like conflicted in this, like you feel that shit. And I was thinking that, okay, well, they've got her. She's obviously like the main star of the show, but little did I know that Hunter Schaefer was to come along in her first acting role. She's a um, a trans actress, and they even touch on like her transition in the show and everything like that. But dude, she is fucking amazing. Like, I'm so wowed by her character, by by her personally, but as her character, um, Jules. I'm just captivated whenever she's on the screen, like the whole storytelling with it, um, how, you know, like there's a dark side to her. You know I mean? There's certain things that she does for acceptance that I'll let you find out. But again, they don't pull
0: any punches on it, you know? And Uh, Dan, I don't mean to cut you off. I did not know Jules was trans. Oh, really? I had no idea until right now.
1: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spoil that, but I I, I kind of right? thought it was a given, so that's why i you know, I do apologize for giving you a spoiler. But I Oh, you could see it? Yeah. Yeah, I could. But but then again, I'd, I'd okay. heard of the, because uh, she was a model, and I think oh, I'd seen her, like, <sighs> pop up on the internet when they were talking about Euphoria, so I apologize. Mm-hmm. I did think that was a given, but yeah. Sorry, Steve. Spoilers.
0: Oh, no, no. Really, I just did. I, I had no... That would have been a... My, I would have been like, what?
1: Did you but know it doesn't
0: make a difference in the it doesn't make a difference in the show. Were though, you so. aware that she was a trans actress?
1: No. Oh, so you weren't like at all in the know that
2: she was- I
0: was not in the mix at. Were you
3: two? Did you know that?
2: No. I didn't know until uh my friend, like I said I was talking to him and he talked about it and he told me. I was like, "What? But this is <laughs> <was> after <laughs> like, This was after episode 2. So like you'll I mean, it obviously will kind of get into it in the show, but Yeah, I didn't know until...
0: (laughs) I am shocked. I am shocked. I feel
1: bad now. I feel like I ruined something for people. No,
0: you didn't. I just think it's a a beautiful thing because I was just like, I did not know that. I didn't even think about it. And I think it's going to... I look forward to see how they do it in the show, how they bring it out in the show. Um, Wow. Okay, well, go on with your explanation. But I am just shocked.
1: Wow. Honestly, had I not seen any like footage or any articles or anything about that, I would be right where you are. Because I just don't see it, you know. But as the story progresses, you start to kind of, you know, I start really looking cool. for it, I guess you could say. And okay. you, it's, there's okay. there's anyway. Yeah. So she's trans. But oh, cool. um, she's right. a fucking star. So good, man. Like I keep coming back for her story because that's where to me it seems like the most like this season's going to come to a head at some point. And it's all sort of revolving around Jules. Everything sort of revolves that's around her. That's you interesting. Know?
0: I did not know that. Yeah. Well, her lookup up was what I loved in the in the show. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's getting intimidated. And that switch up, I said, wait a minute. This is a different person than I thought she was. Yeah. And without getting be- it, Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Because the previous scene, you saw her kind of be dominated. Yes. In a few, and so I was like, oh, that's maybe just who she is wrong a freaking it's just the show within an episode it was like yeah everything you think you know you don't know at all it's so inter- anyway go ahead go i'm done but now, like even if
1: you didn't know that it i think it might be the episode that you're on right now it will start talking about a certain character and and you'll start to realize oh okay she's trans like you'll you'll get that At a certain point, because there's a certain pattern going on with one particular character, actually two particular characters and they're related. So that
0: whole story, man, I
1: I don't want to ruin that for you because it's 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 building right now. Wouldn't you say, Q, it's building into something that's going to it's not going to end well. (laughs) That's how I see it.
0: That's what I want. And I want to know. I also want to know, like right now, I'm at the part where they're showing the football players life. Yes. And they're showing him walk around the 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 that's why I didn't want to go to Starbucks. I was like, well, I need to know why, because he doesn't want to be in the locker room. And I didn't know whether it was because he thinks his joint is small or if it's because I'm attracted to men. I couldn't tell yet. And so um Eric Dane, I love how Eric Dane, not to ruin it for anybody, close your ears. Uh, he was like, You're privileged and people are gonna hate you for it, but like revel in it. Enjoy it. Make their hatred of it even make you better. And I'm like, Oh, what a gross, freaking conversation I'm listening to right now. And they want you to listen to this gross conversation. But what his dad doesn't, oh, anyway. Just go ahead, Dan. I'm seriously done. You, you guys talk. Cause I don't know anything other than that.
2: <laughs> Steve, all I have to say, man, is just, just
1: wait and see. He's not playing, dude. He's not playing with you
0: at all. Oh, I can't. I did not want to leave. I didn't want to go to Starbucks and get a drink. I didn't want to leave. but i was like there's only seven minutes till we start anyway damn it so oh gee I' so good
1: what are you thinking of the other characters man um particularly um sydney sweeney what do you think of her character q
2: cassie is by far one of my favorite characters to watch on screen
1: yeah i can get like i loved
2: her i loved her in the first episode and in the fourth one she was she was awesome she was great to watch
1: Yeah, Sydney Sweeney's great. I've only seen her in a couple of things. I know she's in Handmaid's Tale and she was in, oh God, what was it called? Everyone Sucks, which was a short-lived series that I really liked. I actually talked about it on the show. Uh, it, it got canceled after one season, but she was great in that too. She's doing some pretty amazing shit as well. She'll
2: be in Once Upon
1: a Time in Hollywood. Yes, that's right. Thank you very much. Yeah, so she's kind of coming up right now. I think this show is going to be a springboard for a lot of people, but she already had her springboard. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. If it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, I'm sure someone's going to see her feet or something like that, but other than that, I'm sure she's going to be great. <laughs> um But she her episode like they haven't done a a flashback on her yet. And I'm very curious about that because there's obviously like she's she's dealing with. uh, She has that need for acceptance. Yes. There's obviously a low self-esteem going on with her. And and there's just so much going on, like when she was uh, with her uh, her boyfriend, that whole thing. Like she doesn't know how to act around him. You know what I mean? She she immediately goes to sex for everything. And there's that one point where he's like, I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. Can you like back off a little bit? She doesn't know how to act with that. And then when we get into like season, excuse me, in episode four and we get into the the carnival and and what takes place at the carnival and how she carries on, like she just keeps making more and more trouble for herself. And she's I don't really feel like she's doing this intentionally. She just doesn't really know how to navigate life with this current mind frame that she has. But I think she's outstanding in this man. But still, I don't think anyone compares to Hunter Schaefer on this. Like, I'm just completely blown away with how good she is. Well, what about Kat? That's good and too, though, three. man. Yeah, that's a good story too.
2: I love that episode three was about her. Like that is her episode, and I'm so glad that they did that. Like I hope what they're doing is like they're just kind of making it's almost like an anthology, but the stories are still connected. So that obviously doesn't mean it's an anthology, but like you're getting the the background of every character, and I think that is so brilliant. Because like our first one was Rue. And um, the second one was um, the football player. I can't remember his name. Um, Nate, I believe. Nate, yeah. And third episode was all about Kat. And then the fourth one was mostly about um, Jules, like in terms of the monologue in the beginning. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that is so brilliant because like they don't stay on that character for the whole episode. And like you get hints of the relationships between the other characters as well. Like you see, like cat goes through something in episode four that I was very surprising, but like you,
1: are you talking about the carnival?
2: Yeah. 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 But like in episode three, I mean, she deals with some shit. So like, it's, it's just so interesting to see these characters, but also have like an underlining character to follow throughout the whole episode of just four, like four episodes in one season and they're blowing it out of the park.
1: Totally, man. You know, I really like Kat's character. Excuse me. I like the character of Kat is what I'm trying to say. But I'm worried about her because in one light, you're seeing someone who's becoming liberated in a certain area. But I'm afraid with what happened at the carnival that this is going to become like this downward spiral thing. And I just every single character on this show, I just keep looking at going, this is not going to end well. So I yeah. don't really know where she's going, but yeah, she's pretty awesome too, man. Um, her name is uh Barbie Ferreira, and she's doing more than I thought she would. Like when I first saw her, yes, I got the story of what happens with her. Steve, you probably saw this part with Cat at the party.
0: You t- with Cat
1: at the party? It is episode one, right, uh, Quentin? Where, where she does what? Where we they get they obtain some footage of her doing something, losing episode.
2: Something. It was episode. oh it's two that's right okay okay
1: Okay. so you're you're gonna see what i'm talking about but okay all right um her story starts like she she starts off as one person and then this one incident happens which you're just about to find out steve and then she just becomes like super liberated from it you know and i I like how they're doing that because you know she's um she's a little bit larger girl and and but she's like owning that shit
0: and she feels sexy. oh that made me so uncomfortable Oh, that made me so uncomfortable. Which part are you referring to? That scene where she was like, he was like, I heard big girls get like those guys were doing what guys do, bruh. And I saw it coming a mile away, but I'm hoping that she switches it up because she was only scrolling through her phone when I left off.
1: Oh, Mm. okay. She was
0: only scrolling through her phone, but she said, I lost my virginity. And, but we didn't see any, anything from that though.
1: Okay. You will see something as, as time. Goes I, on. Okay. I, I, okay. I'm right. very hesitant. I don't want to ruin it for you because this is a show that everyone needs to experience and get that, that, that blow that it gives you. You know what yeah. I mean? That shot. I hope value. she's
0: like, yeah, next. That's how I roll. Then I'll be like, Oh, that's cute. That's dope. But I just, I'm, I'm, I'm worried because as soon as she was getting kind of told by those dudes and I think the thing is I keep averting my face And I have to remember, these aren't really high school students. Right. I have to remember, I'm like, of course I could watch this. They're not really in high school. But like immediately, I was like, oh, these girls. I was like, wait, they're older than 18, Steve. Come
1: on. Yeah. If this was a high, if these were real high school students, this show never would have gotten out.
0: Exactly. But my brain immediately is like, ooh. But I have to understand that no, they are of age, but they do such a good job of setting the tone that you believe they're in high school.
2: Right.
1: One thing, it's just kind of a random thought. I don't think I've ever seen more penises on a movie or a television show ever. Like it's just it's like penis city on this place, and it's it's uh, true.
0: It's it's a lot hmm. of penises,
1: man. I'm telling you right
0: now. I've seen a few on video. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen well,
1: <laughs> nah, you know what? Never I've mind.
0: <laughs> been, <laughs>
1: it's very possible you may have seen more than the scene <laughs> I'm talking about. Steve.
0: I think I've recently seen a few more, but go on.
1: <laughs> all right, guilty as charged. I'm with you. I take it all back. I get it. It feels like at first that that HBO was just coming out. Like we're just going to have this show. That's just all shock. And we're going to try and be as edgy as possible. And and if you look at it from just like not really diving into the show perspective, I could see how the people would think that, but this is something else, man. Um, I got to give a little bit of a credit to the creator of the show because now I have to watch. Okay. Sam Levinson is the creator of the show. I had no idea that he could do what he did. Uh, There's a movie that keeps popping up that I, every time that he's mentioned, it's assassination nation. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I saw the trailer for it. It looked good, but I just never really went to it. Now I have to watch this movie because if he's doing this quality of work in his movies as well, then this is somebody that needs to be on my radar. So Bravo to Sam Levinson, man, he is doing some amazing shit with euphoria. And I honestly think that this might be the best television show that I've seen shit man at least all year for sure and and i don't even know where it's going to go from now so i'm hoping that we just stay on point
0: there's only one show i put like right now that's in the running i bet you i I can stop watching which one
1: how about perpetual grace limited
0: no that's not the one. and and you're not going to believe because the one i'm talking about is a comedy oh what's that casual Okay. That's the only one that every single episode I was like, "This is incredible writing." How they wrote this teenager, I've never seen anything like this. But this took that. But again, I'm only on the first episode, and it's only edging it. So I have a feeling as I get through more episodes of Euphoria, it will beat out. But I really, really liked Casual J. I I loved it.
1: Yeah, from what I've seen, it's great. It's great. It's it's a completely different. Not that we're comparing them, but it's a completely yeah. different vibe than Euphoria. But yes, it's yes. It's definitely doing some work, man. I, I can see where you think that, but it's- that t-
0: that teenager could be in euphoria. How old is that show, though? It's a few years old, right? Yes, it's just only from there. like that's what I'm saying. I think before, If after the locker scene, whatever they do with this football player might put me over the edge.
1: Yeah, get ready because
0: because <laughs> I have a feeling. And then when I saw where she's like, remember when I told you I was going to shock you. I was like, Oh, here we go. And I did not know what was coming. I said, Oh my God. When I saw the picture on the wall, I said, that's his dad. (laughs) (laughs) It's just hitting on all cylinders. Yeah, dude. And it
1: just keeps expanding from there. There's another character in the show named Maddie and she's Nate's girlfriend. And there's a lot going on with her too. They're going to break her story down on this next episode, I believe. But, um, I don't know man like I just I keep saying it like there's nothing good that's going to come from any of these characters they all have their quirks they all have their problems and they all have this this hole in their lives that need to be filled you know what I mean and I'm not exactly sure where Maddie's character is going yet but she's kind of like the oddball of the bunch like she's a little more she's louder than the rest of them she's more uh, not flamboyant that's not the word I'm looking for but like she she definitely seems to crave the most attention out of all of them and I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but she plays a big part in episode four. Her and uh, Sydney Sweeney do this – her and Cassie, I should say, have this scene. And there's this thing that takes place on the carousel that just – someone oh. needs, some, <laughs> someone needs some cranberry juice. That's all I'm going to say. But <laughs> but other than that, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't really know if I have much else to say about it, particularly if Steve isn't caught up yet because I don't want to ruin anything for you. But uh, Q, you want to go ahead and rate uh, I'm giving this a five out of five cigarette buds. All right. I am with, uh, am I with you? Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm with you. I'm going to go ahead and give it five out of five, uh, glasses of cranberry juice
0: (laughs) from the first episode. I'm going to give it, um, Oh, I shouldn't say that. That's, that's terrible. Um, Oh, okay. I'll, um, Ooh, that's terrible, too. <laughs> yeah, everything's terrible. Everything's <laughs> terrible in the show, Everything, Steve. Yeah, I said, I'm like, someone could hear that and be like, oh, that triggers something for me. Oh, okay, here we go. Um, I will give it 3.5, and this is just off of one, one and a half. Totally thing. fair. Uh, 3.5 out of five fake urine bottles.
1: Could have gone with prosthetic penises, too.
0: <laughs> oh, Really? I haven't seen any of that yet. You've seen the first episode. Oh, you're right. But see, that fake urine had me going because I was just like, how is she going to fake this? Like, she can't. I didn't know they had a thing for warmness. I'm <laughs> like, it's over for you. I was like, or, yeah, you can get someone else's pee. Never mind. Yeah, you're right. Oh, you
1: know what? Real quick, we got to give some love to the, uh, I don't know if you've encountered the drug dealers yet, Steve.
0: You. Oh my God. Thank you for, you know what's funny? That actually put a whiteboard thought on.
1: You know what? What the hell? Shoot.
0: Okay. So when she shows up after the um, when she shows up after getting out of rehab and runs into her 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 buddy, that's a dealer. He's I don't think he's the dealer you were talking about. White dude.
1: Yeah, that's the guy.
0: Yeah. And uh so she's like, um, hey yeah, I decided to, you know, ever since I met my Lord Savior Jesus Christ, it's changed my whole life. He's like, okay, that's what's up. Okay, that's what's up could go two ways. When someone tells you something good happened, you really like are pumped on them. You're like, oh, okay, that's what's up. And then if someone tells you something that you totally don't agree with, but you've decided this is not worth the conversation. Like, oh, and I've also joined a cult that's going to bring you in and make you invisible. And all you got to do is sacrifice your children. You're like, oh, okay, that's what's up. I was
3: like, yeah, I use
0: it that way all the time. Because you're just like, anyway, what's the next subject? I was like, oh, I didn't realize. Okay, that's what's up. Could go like two different ways. Okay, that's what's up. Oh, how's your mom? (laughs) (laughs) Because you don't even want to address what we just, but it addresses it and they now move on to the next subject too. I was like, I'm glad you brought him up. He is really good.
1: Whoever he is, he is really good. His name's Angus Cloud, and the character's name is Fezco. But it's little man that hangs out with him that's really good, too. And they, they call, oh, yeah. They call him yeah. Astray. Astray. yeah Astray. He's called Ashtray. Yeah, Ashtray. He's a
0: kid, man. That kid was like, what? And you know, the older dude, I was like, he reminds me of Homeboy from, um, what was that movie with Raphael? Damn. The rapping movie. Which one? Well, he was like, remember the movie we watched, and he kind of rapped to that cop that he was about to shoot?
1: oh yeah 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 um oh god yeah i hudson i know we saw it in the theater, <laughs> theater together and it's, i can't think of the name of it right it's now it's blind spotting thank you great movie uh, i don't know why i couldn't think of the name because that was great, a great
0: movie that dude reminded me of him but this guy is he it, it almost feels more authentic like yes they I, picked him like he was one of the dudes that like hung out with brothers a lot yep. and just naturally was like, oh no, he was, he was, he's been here since he was little. Exactly. That's why he talks that way. Uh-huh. He seems way more often. And yeah, that's the that's thing. That's why I want to hear him in an interview. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like,
1: you know, actors can put on an affect and do it much like I think. Yes. The dude was, I could be completely wrong, but I think the guy in Blind Spotting was just putting I it on. I think he
0: did, dude. Yes. Not
1: this guy. Yes. I think they plucked his ass from somewhere <laughs> real. I don't know For about real. Astray. And Maybe even Astray, yo. because they are so fucking convincing I can't see him any other way. And if you just look at, like, press photos, like I'm looking at one right now of Angus Cloud, that look doesn't change. That look in
0: his eyes, it
1: doesn't change. I think that's the real deal, dude.
0: And if not, he's just an am- I'm going to look up some interviews because, I like, it seems like they went to somebody and was like, hey, is there any white dudes that kind of, like, have been raised in here and be like, oh, you gotta go talk to Angus.
1: Yeah.
0: you <laughs> <laughs> has been here for years. so like, you need to talk to that cat. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, like he seems like the dude that's uh, but I love it because he's genuinely worried, having nothing to do with himself, being like, Man, you're one of my homegirls. And I think that what happened to you kind of scared me. And I don't think you should be taking drugs anymore, even if I do. I don't think you should be. And I was like, wow, that's touching. That's like a special moment right there.
1: What's cool about his character is that he's all about the hustle, but he has morals, like you're saying. You know, he's he's concerned for Rue. And you'll find out later on that it definitely, it, it the situation changes and he makes a, a decision that really fucks her up. But it's a good decision, you know. But there's this one scene, in Q, I know you know what I'm talking about, where there's a... Uh, Rue's at the house and he's trying to get her to leave because someone's coming over. And then when that one guy comes over with the uh, fentanyl, that is probably like, I don't even know who that guy is, but that guy, the drug dealer that I'm talking about, I'm pretty sure they took him out of prison, dude. Like again, so convincing. It's, it's disturbing. Like that might be one of the most intense scenes that I've seen so far in this episode or in this series rather, but, um,
2: it's gut wrenching.
1: It's, it is, uh, it's, you know what? It's downright bothersome to be honest with you. Like I, I think it's fair that we put that out there. If we're trying to get people to watch this, what one hundred percent? I'm trying to get you guys to watch this. I think it's fair to say that there should be some form of a trigger warning on this because it deals with some very real shit, uh, very mm-hmm. graphic sex scenes, drug yes. use, and I think well, that rape, rape, yeah, you know. And I think that it's a, and potential, you know, there's a. There's areas where there might be a rape, but the scene that's building up is so intense. I think that it's fair to say that uh, this deserves a trigger warning. You know, if it's if you've had some history of sexual abuse or some trauma in your life, drug abuse, something. You know, um, be pre- yeah. yeah, be so prepared. Good. But it's not to the point. And I maybe it's not for me to say, but I think as long as you go in with knowing and expecting that, you're gonna be okay. But again, not for me to say because I haven't lived your life. But I do really yeah. do think that it it. It, no, it bears some weight to say that, that there's uh, there's sure. some very graphic things in here that I don't think that they necessarily warn you about like they should.
0: I really, I, I, I can't wait to watch the rest of this show. At least all three episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're in for a treat. And then it's coming back on tomorrow night, so you're going to get the fifth one. So
2: ready.
0: I can't wait. Can't wait.
1: So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We actually wrapped. Uh, We talked about a lot. This was a fun one. I'm glad that Quentin was on with us, man. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. I really appreciate it.
2: Dude, no. The pleasure is all mine. I could not believe that we we talked for this long. It's been awesome.
1: Yeah, it's one of the longer ones, actually.
0: You got to come back on, bro.
1: For sure. You have. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the anytime invite, man. Just.
0: Oh, no. Anytime invite. All anytime. Like, hey, I'm open this weekend. I'll be like, oh, well, let's have you on.
1: Summertime. Awesome. Let's make use of that. You know what I mean? Right. Quentin, why don't you tell these people where they can find you, how they can reach you on social media and all that before we get going?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, like I said, I am a big, uh, big leftover army person. So you'll, you'll find me on there. Um, I'm also on the heroes of noise community. Yeah, I, I love, I love seeing what you guys post. It's always great talking to you guys. I mean, these guys right here, Um, I know that I'm supposed to be plugging my stuff, but just, just let me have this for a second. These two right here, these two individuals, Steve and Dan have been some of the best people that I have met through the podcasting community. Um, they've always been, they've always been the best with everything. You were never going to find two co-hosts that have such great energy that you just cannot wait to see them strive. I mean, I started listening to you guys episode 60, um, and then I haven't missed an, missed a, an episode yet. So,
0: oh, thanks, man. Yeah, dude.
2: Just just know that you guys are are seriously some of the best people to talk to, and that's not a front. They didn't pay me to say this. <laughs> I, I will be accepting any checks. Um, but yeah, back to me. Sorry. Um. So yeah, you can reach me on Twitter at ChadVader14. Um, you can reach my podcast on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the real Zodiac. And that's real as an R E E L. Um, we're on Twitter at real Zodiac, Instagram, the real Zodiac. Um, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, um, Google play all the big ones to find us. And yeah, you, you can find me and Amanda. And we'll, all we do is really just talk about movies. So that's about it on my end.
1: Real Zodiac, nice! guys. Yeah, check out The Real Zodiac. It's a great show. You can tell this man has a great voice. He's got a lot to say. I can't recommend his show enough. I'm just so happy you're on here, man, because you're just one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And I just thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me on your show. And I like this new friendship that we formed and I love this group that we're creating and this community that we're building, man. It's fantastic. So again, thank you very much for coming on, Quentin.
2: Oh, anytime.
0: And it's funny. Cause sometimes like, I remember back in the, uh, few weeks ago, I'd be talking to Dan. I'm like, Hey, we should get, you know, Q on. And he's like, I was like, but I don't know. He's like, you know, you could just, you could just contact him. I'm like, I'm so not used to being able to do that to like, just, contact the people that we hear i'm like oh i could i just hit them up and be like hey come on the show it's a weird thing to just be able to be like hey people that i hear on podcasts i can now contact that's a strange thing and like having this cool little circle that we're just like oh yeah we're, we're buddies it's just freaking it baffles the mind every time it happens it's just crazy Crazy having you on. The dude, the man, the myth, the legend. But anyway, the last thing I'm going to say for y'all, say to you guys, is thank you for sticking around. We really had a great time. A nice long show. We've been People have been asking for a longer show. We gave it to you tonight. Uh, we'll be back again this next week for another Heroes of Noise. And the next voice you're going to hear is the superhuman man himself. I know you guys have been asking for him. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce the man, the myth, the legend, Danathan the Manathan.
1: Thank you, sir. You know what? He's right. We are going to do another show because we were late on this one. So we're going to try and record, I think, on Tuesday or something like that. So you will get two shows this week, guys. I'm happy to say so. Uh, Again, thanks to Quentin for coming on. I had a fucking blast. Uh, I love this community that we're building, man. It just it just means the world to me. I've I've met so many nice people through podcasting and it's not stopping. I just keep meeting all these great people. So. Let's build on that some more. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show this week. I hope you guys check out Stranger Things, Spider-Man. Not so much Avatar, but definitely Euphoria. <coughs> hope you <laughs> hope you gain some knowledge and uh, some insight to these things. And thanks again for listening, guys. We love each and every one of you. Thanks for writing in. Please write in more. Again, you can hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. And leave us a voicemail. We love playing those kind of things. And uh, that's pretty much it. I'm not going to babble too much because you're going to hear from us again real soon. My name is Dan Ramirez. That's Quentin over there. That guy, that handsome dude right there, that's Steve Hudson. We're the heroes of noise, all three of us. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. (laughs)